What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. A late edition of the Rico Report. I appreciate you guys tuning in. It's a Friday evening. You guys don't want to be doing this. But it's a big one this weekend. It's a huge one this weekend. The Bills are hosting the red-hot five-win-in-a-row Dallas freaking Cowboys. This is one of those games where apparently Vegas feels that we got this. <laughs> they feel that we are two and a half. I think the, I don't know if the spread has changed since I've last checked, but I, last, I, last I checked, it was, what, two and a half? Minus two and a half for the Bills. So, whoo, Vegas thinks they see something. Oh, it's not down, down, down to one and a half. Okay, so now it's a tight game. Now it's a tight game. So, let me tell you something real quick, folks. I'm worried about this game. <laughs> I'm worried about this game. Uh, forget about records. Forget about, like, playoff implications and all that stuff. It's just like, let's just say this was, like, game one, game two of the season. This is a big one. This is a big matchup. And there are matchup challenges that we face. There are matchup challenges that the Bills are going to have to figure out. And the one player that stands out to me the most for the Dallas Cowboys, when I when I think of the Dallas Cowboys and I think of the star, I'm not thinking of Gilmore. I'm not thinking of Dak Prescott. I'm not thinking of CeeDee Lamb. I'm not thinking of the old line. I'm thinking of Micah freaking Parsons. Micah Parsons is like Aaron Donald, right? When Aaron Donald was in his prime, you got problems because that boy can take over a game. He can ruin a game. And I'm, I just don't want that to happen. I want us to have an opportunity. So the O-line is going to have to be all over it. The O-line is going to have to all. Joe Brady is going to have to set something up. Aaron Cromer is going to have to have a. Uh, they're going to have to have a game plan. I'm trying to fix my camera here because it feels like it's super messed up right now. But anyway, I, you, we can't have someone take over the game. And <laughs> Laura's like, <laughs> Laura's like, Ruger, I thought you had forsaken us or that laptop that <laughs> shit the bed again. No, the laptop is good, baby. We good. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, we got we got some challenges, man. We got some challenges, man. And uh, nothing to do with the conversation I have with my brother because he can go kick rocks. But the the Dallas Cowboys are are a team that can be beat, obviously. Defensively, had we been 100%, I'd feel really good. But we've gone up against more challenging teams, in my opinion. I think the Chiefs present a big problem. It's not like we can't, we haven't faced Dak Prescott before. I'm saying we had, I'm saying Zeke, we had to face Zeke, Zeke Elliott before. So it's not like we haven't faced teams, but in this, it presents, like right now, the one thing that stands out to me is Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons this year alone. I have to write this down a little bit. Let me move this shit over here. Micah Parsons this year right now. Actually, first of all, the Dallas Cowboys defense are number one in pressure. Number one in pressure. What's up, Maybach? I see you, bro. Number one in pressure rate. So they're going to be bringing that pressure all day. Don't get me wrong. We faced a very good defensive pass rush from the Kansas City Chiefs with a good defensive uh, coordinator. Chris Jones is one of the best, if not the best, pass rusher uh, interior in, in NFL right now. And they, they, these guys have the nerve to move them around on the line, the end, inside, 
all over the place. So he was presenting matchup issues. Now you have Michael Parsons that's a little more versatile, a little more, a little more with speed. So we're going to have to find a way to take advantage of that, man. Put him on an island somehow, some way. Put him in what we like to call conflict. We have to put him in conflict. And I'm hoping Joe Brady has a game plan of, of his lifetime because I think this is going to be one of those games that Joe Brady is going to have to have to coach one of his best games um, of his short career with the Bills. That's just the, that's just the way I look at it, right? So I'm looking at the statistics and who who's the leader or who the leaders are on this Dallas Cowboys team. And I'll start from the offense. I mean, let's let's give Dak Prescott before I get into my Bills because we already know our Bills, right? But Dak Prescott is having a, a solid year, man. He's throwing for just under seventy percent completion percentage. He's at thirty five hundred yards, and I and I get it. I'm gonna tell you, the numbers are solid. Josh Allen's numbers are pretty damn good himself. So I'll get into the Josh Allen numbers in just a moment as well, right? But uh, 312 completions, 69% of his passes, 69.3% of his passes that he's uh, he's completing. He's 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 hitting on 7.8 yards a pop. Fam, that's actually damn good, man. So 7.8 yards a pop right now. He's he's throwing for just under 270 yards a game. And right now his uh, touchdown to interception ratio is 28 and 6. So Dak Prescott is having a solid year, MVP year. Some folks are saying that he's an MVP candidate and he's a strong MVP candidate. And as he should be, as he should be, if he continues to win, if he continues to lead his team and, and get somewhere, uh, he should be able to get it. However, let's not sleep on the Buffalo Bills. Let's not sleep on the Buffalo Bills and what they can do the remaining four games. If they go four straight, five straight because of last week's win and Josh Allen continues to put up numbers, you might see Josh Allen become the dark horse MVP and taking this whole thing. So we ain't sleeping on our bills just yet, but you got to give just due uh, to Dak Prescott because it's earned, right? Because they've been shitting on Dak Prescott for a long time. And he's finally kind of put the, put the haters to bed a little bit and, uh, and he's putting up some numbers. So you gotta, you gotta give it to him. You gotta give it to him. Um, so I'm looking at both these boys' number, right? I got to go back to, to Dallas Cowboys for now. Um, so you got Dak Prescott leading the way at the quarterback position with a 105 um, rating right now. Solid. Tony Pollard, one of my favorite backs in the game. Tony Pollard right now. Um, not a great statistical year. I know he was down for a bit uh, in terms of injury. But uh, he's, he's, what, hitting 4.1 yards a pop. He's got just, just shy of 800 yards rushing. He'll, he'll crack 1,000 yards this year. Uh, if the uh, Cowboys continue to do what they do. And uh, he's got five touchdowns. So he's going to present some problems. And then you've got to, he he gives me a slight better version of James Cook. And you guys already know I'm a big fan of of Tony Pollard. And he just, he has a, a way of running the football and, and he's dynamic and you, you've seen what he can do. Um, and it, the track record shows. James Cook can get there. James Cook can can be on the same level as Tony Pollard. So he's going to present some problems. They're going to try to get some mismatches going, same way that we're going to do it. So they've got some offensive firepower, folks. They they you got to give them their their credit. But the big the big offensive piece right now that seems to be unstoppable is C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb right now has got 96 receptions off 131 targets. He's already got 1,200 yards run, receiving this year. 13.1 yards a pop, eight touchdowns. And my boy is uh, is is on a roll right now. He's go. He's got. He's got what ninety six yards a pop a game. So that's going to be our big challenge. 
who's going to have it. And right now, Teron Johnson has been limited in practice. Uh, I guess he's dealing with a with a lower lower uh, leg injury. I think it's an ankle. So we're already starting off on the wrong foot. I'm not liking that. I'm not liking that at all. So this is going to take a village. And what I love about this matchup, this offense-defensive matchup, is we, we have someone that's got a little bit of, I guess you want to call it some experience with facing the Dallas Cowboys, and that's Rasul Douglas. So you hope to see Rasul Douglas. And I know I don't I don't know how much Rasul Douglas travels. I, I don't presume he's a traveling corner. Uh, but if we can find a way to find to to lock him in on CD, that gives me some 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 hope. Um, but fam, we're gonna this is gonna take a village, man. Like we can't just go one on one, cover zero, cover one. Like we've got to keep these guys in front of us, make it very difficult for Dak Prescott to find his his guys. And it's just wild, man. It's uh it's interesting to see. Now, the one thing that I want to touch on before I keep keep going into this, uh, I was listening to first take today. I don't know if you guys listen to first take. I, I love first take, it's good shit. And Obviously, they, they have a slew of guests that come onto the show. And today it was Bart Scott. Everybody knows Bart Scott has some, <laughs> some controversial things that he says. Uh, I'm going to try to find the video. I can't find the video. I want to try to find the audio too, but I, I was trying to look for it. I couldn't find it. Anyway, Laura. Um, so Mike Tenenbaum, former GM, um, goes on to the show and they're asking him, you know what I mean? How do you feel about these bills and this Dallas Cowboys matchup, blah, 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 right? So a man starts talking. Then he says some outlandish-ish. He goes, three things that are going to happen. I'm like, I'm driving around. I'm listening to satellite radio. I was like, what's this guy going to say? He goes, number one, Dak Prescott is going to complete over 82% of his passes. That's that's what it is. The Bills are banged up on defense. Uh, the Bills uh, just don't have the, 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 the defensive prowess to kind of deal with what the O-line is going to do to the defensive front of the Buffalo Bills. First of all, the Bills are third in the league with 41 sacks. We, we don't, don't think that you're just going to push us around and we're not going to get after Dak Prescott. We're going to get after Dak Prescott. That's for damn sure. You think that we're going to let you guys just push us around like bitches? Heck no. That's, that's number one, right? So I'm listening to this stuff. And listen, Tenenbaum was a former GM, knows the league, so on and so forth. So he's got his opinion. But fair, that's craziness. That's craziness, right? So, that being said, Boyd says Dak's going to complete 82% of his passes. Right now, Dak is completing 70% of his passes right now, 69.3. He says he's going to complete 82% of his passes against his Bills defense. This Bills defense, if I, if I can remind some folks, is number six in pass defense and number 10 in scoring defense. But we're we just going to let you just dot us up and do all that stuff, right? That's number one. That's number one. Number two. He goes, oh, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys are going to put 40 points on these bills, 40-plus points. It's just going to be one of those days. Outdoors, not in the dome. The elements are going to be there. You're on the road. But there's, these boys are going to put 40 points. Lest I remind Mike Tenenbaum and whoever believes that these Dallas Cowboys are just going to walk into Buffalo and just start waxing that ass, I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. I mean, if you're look, the Dallas Cowboys, pay attention. These boys are three and three on the road. They're seven and zero at home, as it should be. You're in a dome. You're comfortable. There's no elements to deal with. You got the home crowd behind you. Of course, it's supposed to be that. Look at the points differential, plus one seventy one. On the road is a different ball game. Now on the road in December, going into January, 
things get a little different. But here comes Mike Tenenbaum talk about the the Dallas Cowboys A, Dak Prescott's going to complete 82% of his passes, and B, these boys are going to put 40 points on the board. I'm sorry, but the last time I checked, these boys are 3-3 three and three on the road and putting up 23.7 points a game. Plus 17 in the point differential. Boy, please. Yeah, some of these guys got to stop. I mean, I mean, I get it. There's 32 teams. You got to cover all of them. You're not going to know everything. You're going to have your opinion on stuff. But, like, yo, put some respect on the Bills, man. I know we lost a couple players, you know what I'm saying, and we haven't been the same defense, but we're middle of the pack. Middle of the pack, averaging middle of the pack. But defensively, on the passing end, we're, we're a solid team. You're, you're looking at a defensive coach that that's what he does. That's his, his the DBs are, are his specialty. And you're going you gonna to say we're going to put 40 points on y'all? Chill out. That's number two. Number three, the most egregious one he just said. He said, oh, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys won't even punt once. <laughs> three things this brother said. He said the Dallas Cowboys are not going to punt. So they're just going to just convert third downs after third downs and keep going and just rack it up on us, right? You go put 40 points on us, never going to punt, and Dak Prescott's going to go for 82. This is going to be a route for the Dallas Cowboys. This is a route. This is pretty much what he's saying, that – the Buffalo Bills are the Carolina Panthers, right? They're just going to walk in and handle business. Bro, I hope, I hope, I, I hope that there's somebody in the locker room. You know, there's always one person, a friend of yours. If you ever play sports and they know someone that knows someone and they say, yo, man, yo, my boy was talking in the, the other team. They're talking ish. They're saying they're going to whack us and they're going to this, they're going to that. I hope someone in the Bills squad has a family member saying, yo, check this out. Because that is absolutely absurd. The Bills gonna put the Bills are just gonna lay down and let the and let the Cowboys come in and lay the wood. Nah, bro, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna fucking happen. And I'm if if Josh and listen, if I'm Josh, I'm I'm channeling my inner Tom Brady and 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 going and you guys know what clip I'm talking about. They said what? They're gonna put forty points on us. They said what? Even though the Dallas Cowboys didn't say shit, right? You got to get into that. And then here's another thing I saw. The Dallas, I mean. I don't know if this is photoshopped or not, but this is crazy to me. But these boys, you know that the I guess that that drill where you it's, it's about protection, protecting the football. You run through the gauntlet, you put the ball in. There's these pads that are like this, and you got to run through them. Apparently, they had Buffalo Bills images or faces on the pad. Yo, these boys are ready to come through and try to really whack on the Bills. Nah, we can't have that happen. Now they're a good squad. They're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Granted, you got to give them that. You know what I'm saying? But fam, you're you're playing a team right now that's very dangerous. The Bills are a very dangerous team. Don't let the record tell you that you're just gonna come in here and whack us. We all know if you know ball and you know this team and you know what what we're really capable of doing, that seven and six record we have right now, you, you know damn right it shouldn't be seven and six. Damn right it shouldn't be seven and six. So if the if the Dallas Cowboys think they're gonna come in here. And treat us like a six and six team, a seven and six team. They got another thing coming. They got another thing coming. I'm just, I'm just putting it that way for, for them. So uh, I had to get that out there. Mike Tannenbaum. I mean, shoot. So and of all people, of all people, Bart Scott was like, I don't know about all that, bro. Like, I mean, listen, I, I see what you're saying, but you're, you're looking at a team that their backs are against the wall. They're ready to fight. They just took down the Chiefs, right? They're, they're, they, it's too, it's too hard to to think that you're going to come in here and take down a team that is in desperation mode. They're in desperation mode. I mean, what Dallas Cowboys lose this game. 
they're still on top of the AFC East. Uh, excuse me, the NFC East. I mean, I know the Eagles are, are struggling right now, but the Dallas Cowboys should be able to take it. What, please? But they're, they're trying to get the number one seed. It don't matter. <laughs> you know what happens to the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. It really won't matter. But this game does matter because the Bills need this game. And the fact that they these boys stay 40 points, not going to punt, and Dak Prescott's just going to stay clean all day, man, I hope we get after that ass. Now, there will be some challenges because if you haven't seen McDermott today, uh, I think yesterday or today, I can't remember what it was, but uh, he's ruled out A.J. Epinesa. So A.J. Epinesa is out. Uh, and Micah Hyde, which we, we kind of had an idea he was going to be out. He is out, and he's dealing with that stinger issue. Uh, shout out to my man, Alex Lucci, the thigh doc. He is, he's been on this for weeks now. He really feels that this might be the last year for Micah Hyde, sadly. Um, I mean, one would never know. One will never know if it's officially his last. But, I mean, when you get a stinger and you have a, you've already have a neck fusion and, I mean, one hit could, could be it. There's a lot. There's a lot that uh, that you have to you have to mull over if you're really ready to get back in on the saddle, if they say right. So Micah Hyde is out, which then presents a hole at the safety spot. But then here, here comes Taylor Rapp. So it's going to be the Taylor Rapp, um, Demar Hamlin show. Taylor Rapp and Jordan Poyer, and now Demar Hamlin most likely will be activated. So that's that. Uh, I mean, he's no he's no scrub, but I mean. He, I don't know if he's going to be uh, uh, an asset to helping us. But so Taylor Rapp, we're going to depend on Taylor Rapp's ability to cover space, man. We're going to need that. I think we're going to do – there's going to be a lot of zone play uh, in this, and uh, we're going to see how much Taylor Rapp can really – can really, I mean, handle, handle the load that, uh, that was so well taken care of by Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde was a big part of this defense, man. The, the smarts being in the system for so long, knowing the checks, knowing everything. You're looking at a guy that came in this year. So he's not going to know all, all of what goes on. But that in itself is going to hurt us. So Micah High being out, um, you take away a sense of awareness, a sense of um, knowing where you're supposed to be, and leadership, essentially. Leadership. That, so that is a challenge. But uh, we have no choice. We're going to have to push on through, and Taylor Rapp is going to have to step his game up. That's just what it is, right? Uh, so that's that. Mike High's out. And AJ Epinesa's out. And AJ Epinesa has been playing lights out this year. I mean, if you if you're looking at the uh, how he's been how he's been doing this year, uh, right now leading in sacks on the squad is Leonard Floyd at nine and a half sacks, and AJ Epinesa at six and a half sacks. And I told you guys last year when he finished the year at six and a half sacks, I was like, bro, he's only getting heated up. When he comes into this year, he's going to he's he's going to do really well. He's gonna He's going to work off of what he did last year. And right now, as of right now, he's got six and a half sacks. So he, he's already at the mark of where he was last year. So, fam, it's going to be a tough one, man. Yo, salute to my man, Ingrid Ravens. What's up, baby? I see your Ravens looking real good right now, boy. I know you feel real nice. You sitting on that perch like, all right, I got this. You don't want to see us, though. You don't want to see us. I mean, we shoot. We got to take care of our stuff first. But you don't want to see us, though. <laughs> what's up baby salute to you man um so aj epinesa six and a half sacks he's out so guess what guess who's in the game now is going to be kingsley jonathan now the one thing that if you guys have been living under a rock what you guys need to see is von miller has ditched the brace he's no longer has the brace on the knee so are we are we gonna see a more 
nimble Von Miller around the bend Von Miller? Or is this all for show? <laughs> is this all for show, man? I'm just trying to show people that I got it. I can still do it. But maybe he's got something. Maybe he's got a little juice. Maybe he's feeling a little more confidence because confidence after an injury is huge. I mean, you saw it. The prime, prime example was Trey White. Trey White, when he returned from his injury, the confidence wasn't there. If he was on the field, he was physically there. But you, you, you're not confident all the way through. You're just kind of you know, going through the motions, right? And he didn't have a great year, but obviously we knew it was going to happen because he was coming off an injury. This year, before his terrible ACL, excuse me, his Achilles injury, he was playing with the utmost confidence. Confidence is everything. So Von Miller maybe has ditched the brace because there's a sense of confidence that has returned to Von Miller's game. And Lord knows we could use a little bit of Von Miller, uh, a little vintage Von Miller. I mean, will we ever get the Von Miller of old? No, that's in the past. And that's that's how it should be. But sometimes, man, you can tap tap into vintage, you know what I'm saying, vintage player that you once were and go off sometimes. And it, it really does happen. So we're hoping to see Von Miller come through and handle business. But uh, more importantly, Kingsley Jonathan is going to get his opportunity. And if you've seen Kingsley Jonathan, if you've seen what the, what he's been able to do when he's got his opportunity, yo, he can get off the ball real quick. He can get off the ball. He can create some pressure. And if he gets his touches, because you're looking at probably, what, 20? Kingsley Jonathan's probably going to get 15 to 20 touches, give or take, if he's activated, which I can't see he's not. He's got to be the next guy up. So 20 touches, that could do that could do some good things for these Bills, keep these guys fresh and keep them rolling. That Dallas O-line is no no joke, man. That Dallas O-line is solid. I mean, they, they got some big boys. Tyron, is it Tyron Smith? That uh, big big tackle over there? So we got our work cut out for us. We do have our work cut out for us, but uh, uh, we, got some, we, got, we got some dogs on our squad, too. We really do. So these Dallas Cowboys, back to the Dallas Cowboys. You got uh, CeeDee Lamb leading the way with 96 receptions. The next, next guy up is, is their tight end, Jake Ferguson. Kind of reminds me of the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills right now because Stephon Diggs, which I'll get into in just a moment, He's our guy. He's our number one guy. And then it turns out that Dalton Kincaid has become close number two. So he he's been he's he's they've increased his 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 take his intake of of reps. They've increased the amount of times that he's getting on the field. So we'd love to see it. We'd love to see more from Gabe Davis. Absolutely, Gabe Davis has been missing. But in hindsight, so has Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs the last three games, three or four games has thirty four freaking yards, no more than thirty five yards. It, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck. That's unacceptable. That's 100% unacceptable. You can't have that. And if I know who he is, and if we know who, you know what I'm saying, our guy, Stefan Diggs is, you know he is tweaking inside. Right now, he's like, yo, this is not the way this thing is supposed to be going. But I got to be a team player. I can't say none because the minute I say something, here come the media. Here come, you know what I mean, Stefan Diggs is a diva. So I might just keep my black ass shut. You know what I'm saying? Keep my mouth shut and not say a word and, and just put my head down. And when it's time for me to get my, my shot, I got to get my shot. But here's the deal, Joe Brady. These bubble screens are cute. Is is cute. You want to get in the football, but I mean, there's better ways to get in the football. A little butt hook will work. A little, a little mesh route. They will crossing route. Like, get the football in his hands, right? These little bubble routes are great, but like, you're having to, A, concentrate on the football. And now, you know what I mean? We're, Wait to work your for your blocks to work out so you can make a move. I'm not with that. You know what I'm saying? I, I need my guy in space. I need my guy, you mean on the run. Get him the football in space and let him do work. But right now, Diggs they ain't ain't having the last the, these last three games. 
he hasn't been great. I mean, let's let's keep it. Let's let's go back. Let's go look at the game logs, man. Like right now, let's take a look at my man Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Let's take a look here. So the, let's let's take a look. The last let's let's go back to the fifth of November, right? We played the Cincinnati Bengals. He had six receptions off of seven targets, eighty-six touchdowns. Excuse me, eighty-six touchdowns, eighty-six yards, and a touchdown. All right, bet. We got that. Then we go into Denver. Five receptions, excuse me, three receptions for 34 yards, zero touchdowns. All right, off of five targets. Then we go against the, the New York Jets. We win that game 32 to six. You know what I'm saying? We came in and whooped that ass. Four receptions, 27 yards. Fam, like, what are we doing? Then we go against the Eagles. All right, bet. We did really well against the Eagles. Six receptions for, uh, for 11 targets, 74 yards, and a touchdown. All right. And then you come to the Kansas City Chiefs, four targets. See, 11, 11 targets, four receptions for 24 yards. Nah, man, that, that, that's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. So the targets are there, but half those targets are coming off of bubble screens, man. Knock that shit off. Knock it off, man. Like we, we have, we've got to find Joe Brady's got to dig in that bag, man. I know you're young in this thing. Your your young career in Buffalo. You got a whole lot of dogs on this team. I mean, you were, you were coaching with Carolina. You didn't have shit out there. Now you're playing with some dogs. So figure out how to get these these dogs off the leash. Figure it out. And you got a, you got the biggest dog of them all in Josh Allen. Biggest dog. Like, you found a way to unleash him. Unleash the other ones, man. Unleash James Cook. You found a way. Unleash Stephon. It's like you found a way to unleash James Cook. You found a way to unleash Josh Allen. But you, 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 you leashed up. You know I mean, Stephon Diggs. You leashed up Gabe Davis. Now, Gabe Davis probably leashed himself up. I don't know what's going on with that. But we got to get that. We got to get the ball to that brother because he's paid way too much for him to be giving us 24 yards, 27 yards, 34 yards. Fam, that's not how that can't can't do that. Out of the last five games, three of those games are uh, under 35 yards. That now make it. We can't do that, man. We, we we've got to get him available. We got to get him in space. That's what we got to do. But it's not all doom and gloom because Joe Brady has got a tall task ahead of him. One thing that we weren't able to do was utilize the, the running back, utilize James Cook, and James Cook has been a big piece, a big part of what we've been able to do. So kudos in that regard, but don't forget, don't forget the dogs that you have in Gabe Davis because he can be a huge asset. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dog out Gabe Davis like that because you we both know that he can be a huge asset. He's a he's a TJ Hushmanzada. He's a TJ Hushmanzada. He's a possession receiver. Yes, he can get deep sometimes here and there. I mean, surprisingly, I don't know how he gets deep like that, but he does. But fam, get him the football. Get him the ball. Like, get, Just get him started. Like, you just can't. We can't keep using him as a decoy to get deep and give everybody else. Yo, find him, find him spots to get, you know what I'm saying, short routes. And we do it. Like, I mean, look, Gabe Davis had one game. I think the last, the last successful game Gabe Davis had. Game Davis. Gabe, you know what? Let's call him Game Davis because we need him to have a huge game this weekend. Game Davis needs to show up. We can't have Gabriel because Gabriel has, has been MIA. Maybe Game Davis can come back. So Gabriel Davis, I mean, his last big game that, that Gabe gave us was against, what was it? Let me, let me just look back here. Was against Philly. Philly had a nice game, man. He had, what, six receptions for 100 yards. But we were using him left, right, center. He was underneath. He was getting a button hook. He was 
He was everywhere. We were pushing him all over the place. You can't wait. We're just going to ignore Gabe Davis. Like if when Gabe Davis is active and doing well, this team is it's very good. So we got to find a way, man. We got to find a way. And if you're not feeling Gabe Davis, then find a way to get Kincaid in space. Now, here's my here's my gripe. I got a gripe with Joe Brady, and it's a small one, but it's a valid one. Let me take a sip of this. Kincaid is is known to be uh, a player that if you get him in space, he can really do some big things, right? You get him in space, he's got smooth hands, he's a smooth route runner, he hasn't dropped much. I mean, I think he's got all year, I think he's got no more than five five drops all year. Like, let me, let's take a look. He's got, what, 61 receptions uh, off of 72, 72 targets. So there you go. He's got less than, he's got less than, uh, He's got 11, 11, 11 drops. I won't even call it drops, but just we'll, we'll call it that, right? So let's go to Kincaid for a second here. I got to touch on Kincaid. Kincaid, if you look at the, the type of routes they give him, they're just short, intermediate routes. Short, intermediate routes. And I get it. You want to take care of the space. But, like, fam, we can't get him a little deeper. We can't get him a little deeper in space so we can get him, I mean, beyond you mean the linebackers, like a like just a little afterwards? That I would love to see a little bit of more, a little bit more of Kincaid downfield instead of you know what I mean the short you know in route here, the dig route there, the little the little shallow. I mean the little leak out. I'd like to see a little bit more. So if Joe Brady can find a way to I mean incorporate my man Kincaid a little more downfield, maybe this uh, this this opens up the offense a little bit more. Get Kincaid downfield and get a little. A little shorter routes for Gabe Davis, and then do what you do with with Stephon Diggs, and then we kind of open things up for the offense. And kind of what you want to do is kind of keep this very aggressive Dallas defense guessing, because boy, you know they they got some they got some dogs on that squad. But Kincaid, I feel that could do he could do some real work. I mean, look, the last five games, the last big game he had was a huge one, and that was that was the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Right, 11 targets, 10 receptions. That was a big game for him, right? Then after that, 51 yards in the Denver game off of five receptions. Six receptions against the Jets, 46 yards. Five receptions against Philly for 38. And then he had five receptions off of eight targets against the Chiefs for 21. Right? So, but look, five receptions for 21 yards. Five receptions for 36 yards. The game previous, and that was against the Eagles, right? Six receptions for 46 yards. So, Let's get him more touches. Let's get him more downfield. And maybe like maybe we can try to you know figure something out. But if we're going to go further offensively, and I've said this before, I'm gonna say it again. If we're going to move forward or push for this playoff spot, don't depend on the defense. You've got to depend on this offense. This offense is what's going to bring us forward because everybody is relatively healthy, still healthy. This defense is banged up, has been banged up all year. So we've got we've got to be able to find a way to 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 keep the pressure and keep the pressure on. I mean, the, these boys that are that are these Dallas Cowboys coming to town. That's just what it, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So we got to figure that part out. We do got to figure that part out. But uh, tall task ahead, tall task ahead. So what I want to I mean, this is not going to be too long of a show. Uh, we're half hour in. So I've got some keys. I don't want to say keys to victory because it kind of kind of gets lame. We can do that pregame. But how do we win this game, bro? 
how do we win this game? What 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 does this team have to do? What do we, what must we avoid? Um, because this is not some slouch team coming to, I mean, to Buffalo. This is uh this is a team that's got some dogs on there, right? Don't forget, they got some weapons on this team. They got Brandon Cooks, which is anywhere he's gone, he's been successful, right? And it don't matter what quarterback is playing with him, they've been successful. He brings the speed. He still has the speed. He will stretch the field. He will he will present problems to us. And then you've got CeeDee Lamb that's just eating everything that's in sight inside. They put him on the slot. They put him outside. But majority of the time, he's on the inside. He's a slot receiver. So we are definitely going to have our hands full. Um, and Mike McCarthy right now, he's a candidate for coach of the year. If you've been, if you've been seeing what's going on, he's a candidate for coach of the year. He's got this offense humming. This Dan Quinn is doing his damn, damn good job with the defense. And right now the record shows that they're, they're, they're doing really well. And the pressure that they get from the defensive line is, uh, is uncanny. You can't do anything about that. So, uh, CD lamb, Jake Ferguson, you got Brandon cooks and then Mike Gallup here and there when he wants to show up. And obviously, you got uh, Tony Pollard that, uh, that's doing his thing. Now, defensively, this is where, you know what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> we got to give some respect to these guys, man. Deron Bland. Let's start with Deron Bland. Deron Bland right now, his interception fixed ratio now five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. I think he's got more touchdowns than Gabe Davis. <laughs> he's got more touchdowns than Gabe Davis. Kincaid put together. I, I, I'm sure of it. I mean, let me let's, let's take a look. I mean, the thing is right there. Right now, touchdowns, leading touchdowns on our squad right now. Gabe actually has to guess cap. Gabe Davis got six touchdowns. Salute to Gabe Davis. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't even realize that he does. He's got six touchdowns and Kincaid's got eight. So eight touchdowns between the two of them. And you got Deron Bland that's already got five. He's got five pick sixes. That's freaking unreal, number one. It's actual NFL record. So Deron Bland. Five touchdowns off of how many interceptions? He's got eight interceptions this year. It's unreal. Unreal. So you know when players like that are on the field, and let's let's keep it a buck here. Trayvon Diggs was the same way. That boy was getting beat left, right, center. But boy, when he took his chances, he would take advantage, and he would pick you off and take it right back to the house, and that's Deron Bland. So when you have someone that's opportunistic, like Deron Bland, they're up for getting beat left, right, center. Let's 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 not let's not you know what I mean let's cut to the bullshit. He will get beat, but we have to not. Josh Allen's got to watch it, man. I know he's good for giving one interception up, <laughs> so let's just make sure that one interception that Josh throws isn't to Deron Bland for a pick six because he's waiting for it. He is absolutely waiting for it, and he's waiting for Josh. And they know Josh is going to give us one. Just stay patient, stay with it. And he's going to give us one. But here's where Josh can get him. Josh is, is, is the master of, you know what I mean, making you think you got some, and then he'll burn you. So if we can get into a rhythm and Josh can pick on Deron Bland because Deron Bland really wants to get that interception, he really wants to get that pick six and continue his legacy that he's having this year, there's that opening that we can really get on Deron Bland. So that's, that's one opportunity that we can try to, I mean, mask and try to, you know, maybe work something out. But... Be careful. Be careful because he will take one back to the house. And I don't want that in Buffalo. I really don't want that in Buffalo. Um, then you got, obviously, safety, Jerron Curse. Um, obviously, Deron Bland is doing his thing right now. Um, 
Stefan Gilmore is holding it down. Stefan right now, this year, has got two interceptions, but he's got 11 pass breakups. Deron Bland's got 14 pass breakups. So you got two solid corners on the outside. So this, is this to me, tells me this is a game for Kincaid. This is a massive game for Kincaid. Here's the problem. Kincaid's dealing with a shoulder injury. So, I mean, he's day-to-day. They better shoot that brother up with whatever they got to make sure that he's ready to go because we just can't – we can't afford to have 35-yard Stephon Diggs showing up and Gabe Davis with no receptions showing up. It could be a long day if the guys that we need don't show up. It can be. We don't want it to be. We don't want Mike Tenenbaum talking about this going to be a 40-point game. They're not going to punt. Oh, by the way, and Dak Prescott's going to have 82 percentage in completion percentage. Nah, bro, we can't have that. We definitely can't have that. So uh, this defense is going to be nice, man. And Michael Parsons already is a problem. So he's already he's got 25 total solo tackles. This, excuse me, 44 tackles already, 12 and a half sacks. He's got 14 tackles for loss. The guy is a menace, man. He's a menace. And he's, on top of that, he's got 27 QB hits just last week. Josh Allen was getting hit. I think Josh Allen was like, we got 10, he was hit 10 times. This guy's a 27 QB hits he's got this year already. So we've got to make sure that we have everything intact, ready for this boy. Salute to my guy, James Mountain. What's up, James? James comes in and says, hot take. No interceptions for Josh Allen in Sunday's game. Three TD passes, 300 plus yards. Fran, if he has zero interceptions, we're winning this game. If Josh throws zero interceptions, we are winning this game. But he likes to make things, he likes to make things a little, uh, if you if you will, uh, a little close, a little more exciting. So he likes to give them a lot, uh, a little opportunity. Well, fuck your little opportunities, Josh. We don't want to give them any opportunities. Let's stop because an opportunity for them is one less opportunity for us to put points on the board. You're hurting yourself and you're hurting the team. So cut that out. But I like where Josh, I like where, uh, <laughs> I like where my man James Mountain Man is. Uh, is uh, is your head's at? I love where your head's at, bro. So uh, I'm not gonna take your time too much, fam. So this defense is just not a joke. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence right now, he's sitting here with seven tackles for loss, and he's got what? How many sacks? Does my brother have these guys got four sacks. So right now, these boys here, led by Michael Parsons at 12, then you got Dorrance Armstrong with five, Demarcus Lawrence is with four, and you got uh, Osa. I don't know. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name. That that. Uh, I'll just call him OD. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's on the inside with three sacks. Like, they got they got some boys on me. Dante Fowler's on that squad. Like, they got some boys on that squad, man. So, we got our hands. We got our hands full. We absolutely got our hands full. But guess what? Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The, way, the same way that I'm talking about that they got their hands full. I mean, we got our hands full. They got their hands full as well, right? These guys right now, they got 39 sacks this year. The Bills have 41. So, I'm not going to big them up so much that I'm like, yo, I'm going to dismiss my squad because my squad is just as good. And if you look at this defensive squad right now and leading the way, obviously we have AJ Epinesa is six and a half sacks. You've got Leonard Flo with nine and a half sacks. Ed Oliver has got six and a half. We right now have 42 sacks this year. 42 sacks this year. So the same way that these boys got pressure, we got pressure too. I mean, Ed Oliver has been on some. And the biggest thing here is we potentially, if we keep keep rolling like this, we potentially have the ability to get Daquan Jones back. So if we can get healthy enough and get Daquan Jones back and keep winning, we got an opportunity. We have, we have a spot. We have a shot 
at doing some big things. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. Um, but man, we got our hands full. We got our hands full. So here's the deal. How are we going to win, man? What do the Bills have to do to win? And that's, that's what we're here for, right? How do we win? Because the same way that the Bills you mean, should be worried about the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys should be worried about the Bills as well. And the number one, I mean, this is, this is cheating, but the number one way and the, the number one reason we win clearly is Josh Allen. And Joe Brady has absolutely unlocked Josh Allen. And let, let's look, if we're, if, we're, if we're being honest here, Ken Dorsey, although we love what Ken Dorsey was able to do for Josh Allen and these Bills, Joe Brady has absolutely unlocked another level to Josh. I mean, I don't even say, I don't want to even say unlocked another level. He just un, he just uncovered what Ken Dorsey was trying to suppress. Right? Ken Dorsey was like, no, we're gonna keep you within the confines of the offense. And they had me going too, because I'm like, okay, maybe they're trying to calm his ass down so he doesn't throw picks, so he doesn't do all these things. But then that's not Josh. Josh, you gotta let him, you gotta let him be free. And letting him be free has risks. But the rewards are larger. And I think this is what Joe Brady is tapping into. I'll take the, I'll take the rewards over the risk. The risk, we're going to take the risk no matter what. But put the ball in Josh Allen's hands, good things happen. I mean, just go back to last week. We absolutely need a play from Josh Allen. Absolutely. It's what, third and long or second and long? And he's rolling to his right. He's rolling to his left, excuse me. And he can't find anybody. He can't find anybody. He's backing up and he's pump faking and he's heading towards the sideline. Latavius Murray is like, yo, I got you. He feels, he feels the connection of what's going on. He leaks forward. Josh is like, bang, I got you. Floats it. Enough to keep our hopes alive. That's the reward that you get with the risk that comes with it. You get a lot of risk, but there's a lot of reward that comes with Josh Allen. So to me, the number one way we win this game is letting Josh Allen be him and letting Josh Allen give you the rewards. But guess what? With those rewards come the risks and you got to be ready to risk it, right? What do they say? No risk it, no biscuit. Well, guess what? Josh, <laughs> Josh is going to be tossing out a whole lot of biscuits out. You know what I mean? You got to risk it. And that's what he's going to give you. So Josh Allen is our number one reason that we take this game. And what is the, the, the bonus in this whole situation? Is if he doesn't throw interceptions, if he if he's able to if he's able to manage the game. Now here here's a, a, a I was thinking about this right. So the big the big story right now, the big story right now. Hold on a second. The big story right now happening is Cam Newton right now is talking about game manager versus I guess if you want to call it game changer. And we all know that Josh Allen's a game changer. No, there's, there's facts about it. But a lot of times when you mention someone being a game manager, it's like it's a dump on them. Oh, he's just a game manager, right? When I think of game manager, you know who I think of? I think of uh, Chad Pennington, game manager. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who else is a game manager to me? Um, Kirk Cousins is not a game manager. I'm not going to give Kirk Cousins being a game manager. Joe Flacco, game manager. You know what I'm saying? Good players. Joe Flacco, freaking Super Bowl winner. But here's the thing. Josh, in this game, he's got to try to be a little bit of both. And, and by game managing, you've got to make the right decisions. The right decisions have to be crucial. You can't, 
you're going to have, I mean, there's taking risks, but then there's taking good risks. And then there's taking a horrible risk. There's taking a terrible, like, like the decision he made to throw the football against the Denver Broncos right before the half. Um, when he threw the interception, you're like, bad decision. What were you thinking there? You just, you just tossed it up and gave them an opportunity. Like little things like that kill us. Right. <clears throat> so Josh is going to have to, in my opinion, is going to have to kind of find a way to become a, obviously a, cha- a game changer because he naturally is a game changer, but he's going to have to, he's going to have to manage this game and make good decisions and make sure he makes the, the right plays, the right plays and great decisions. Those are the keys to managing a great game and getting that win. But because he's so dynamic, he's going to give you game changing plays. So this is the beauty of having a franchise quarterback like Josh Allen. Cause he gives it, he gives all, he gives all of that to you. Right. So that being said, this is one of those games where you got to make the right decisions because terrible decisions will bury this team. And then we're, we're in a predicament. We don't want to be in a predicament. So, uh, but I ride with Josh. Josh is our guy. And there's a lot of reward that comes with the risk that he takes. And I'm, I'm for it. I'm all here for it. So that's number one. That's how we, we got to win this game with Josh. That's, that's just what it is, man. And I know you want to let other, other others get involved, but it starts with Josh getting hot. And that being said, that means unleashing his ability to run with the football. That's the big one. You got to run with that football. You got to be able to do it all because there isn't anybody like him. The last person that was like Josh Allen, as big and strong and fast and all that stuff was Cam Newton. Let's keep it a buck. Cam Newton had a cannon for an arm and could run the football no problem. And he will, he will, his presence alone, you know what I'm saying, at 6'5", like that was that dude. Like there was nobody like him back then. Then here comes Josh Allen, the pretty much the white Cam Newton, just a little better. You know what I mean? So he has that, that game-changing ability to take over. That's what he's got to do. He's got to go off. Josh Allen has to go off. But be smart with the football. Don't give that shit away because Deron Bland is just waiting. You know what I'm saying? And the O line has got to be intact. And that's number two O line. You got to give Josh time. You got to keep him alive. You got to keep him upright. You got to keep his jersey white. I'm telling you because we are going to, it's going to be problematic. I don't know what jersey combination we're going with today, uh, excuse me, this Sunday, but that should be, it should be interesting. We're probably going to go white on white. I assume so. We'll see. Um, but, We've, we've got to have an ability to keep him upright. Deion Dawkins is going to have his hands full. Deion Dawkins is going to have his hands full. Uh, listen, Lawrence is going to be all over it. So the interior line, McGovern, uh, Osiris Torrance, the rookie, are going to have their hands full. So we've got to be able to, to corral and just keep Josh Allen right and give him the time. You give him that time, he will dot this whole defense up. No matter what, if he's got Gilmore or whoever, he will dot these boys up, right? It's got to be. So O-line has to be intact. But more specifically, not just keeping Josh clean, but when we have to, when we're running the football, like fam, like get aggressive, man. Like this is where we need the, you guys, because that defense is going to be coming at you hard, right? So, We've got to be able to come in there and and show dominance. The same way was it against the uh, who was it that was a really good squad? But uh, I can't. I'm, I'm, was it the Eagles game or was the Kansas? Was the Jet? It was the Jets game against the Jets. The Jets have a very good pass rush. They really do. But the the our old line was so dominant that game. We were pushing them left, right, center. We were dominating them on the line. We were pushing them forward. It was amazing to see. 
we've got to bring that unison. We've got to bring that cohesiveness into this game against the Dallas Cowboys because Dan Quinn's going to have these boys run. They're going to have these boys going, man. So uh, we we will see how this plays out, man. But the O-line is going to have to open things up. New Mexico, what's up, bro? He goes, uh, Rico, I'm truly worried about uh, Brown on that line more than anything else. This is what I'm talking about, this this whole line all together. So I'm, I mentioned Deion Dawkins. Then you got to go over to the other side in Spencer Brown. But keep this in mind, though. Spencer Brown has not been a liability like he was at the beginning of the season. We were calling for that brother's name, you know what I'm saying, like crazy. He had a horrible first game against the Jets, and, I mean, so did Josh Allen. And he steadily has improved since then. Since week four, I have Spencer Brown, right? We were on his ass like crazy before. Last year, we were all over his ass. This year, he's actually really improved his play. So at 6'8", six, 3'10", six, this is where you got we've got to use that dominance. Like, he's been that dude, right? You know that when he gets into the run game, he will maul your ass, he will push you forward, and he will, he will pancake your ass. That's what we're going to need. We're going to need some nastiness. We're going to be some, we're going to need some real nastiness from Spencer Brown, Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morris. The whole squad has to be. It's not just about protecting Josh Allen. It's about opening the holes for James Cook. Because if we can't establish a way to run this football, yo, it's going to be a long day for Josh. Josh is going to be sitting here just throwing the football all day. If we can't establish some kind of run. Which brings me, the segues are working, working really well. Which brings me into the run game. I'm going to tell you this, man. This game coming up is going to be a big physical game. And we're going to we're going to need a lot. I think Ty Johnson is going to have a big game this year. This this game. Ty Johnson is going to is going to actually be a very big cog in this game for us. He runs hard. He can catch out of the backfield and he doesn't shy away from contact. He is not the same back as James Cook. James Cook, obviously, last game has learned a little something from our guy Ty Johnson because he was not ducking out of bounds. He was ready to go and get after it. This is going to be a way to establish our run. We've been doing really well uh, as, a, as a run team, and we'd like to keep it up. I mean, if you're looking at what we've been doing this year, quietly, super quietly, James Cook right now is at 789 yards rushing. Quiet as ever, 89 yards rushing. So 789 yards rushing, that's crazy. Off of only 163 attempts. Fam, that's actually pretty crazy. So he's at 4.8 yards a pop, so we'll call it five yards a pop right now and uh he's got one touchdown this year which you think he'd have more but he doesn't and he's rushing for 60 yards pop i mean so if he continues this you know what i'm saying maybe like maybe like another 70 yards a game give or take yo he's getting over that 100 he's getting over that easy easy peasy so he's ready to crack he's ready to crack that thousand yard mark and I, i'm listen you got to give nothing but love to him because he's done it on a very quiet 163 carries right and look at this, Josh Allen. Just last year, he was, I mean, they're trying to quiet him. Josh Allen is our second leading rusher right now with 374. 374 yards. He's got 10 rushing touchdowns. Josh Allen has 10 rushing touchdowns this year, which is fucking crazy. And there's four games to go. You know, he's, he, give him one a game, he's going to get there. He's going to get there. And, he, and you know what? Give him two. You give him two this game. Come, I mean, I, I think the record right now is Cam New with 14 rushing touchdowns in one year. Josh can easily get that. Josh can easily get that. So the possibilities are there. But Josh Allen right now has got 374 yards rushing, five yards of pop right now, and he's got 10 rushing touchdowns. Fam. 
this is the game. This is this is the game changing that we present when Josh Allen has the football in his hands and he's running it because it, it just opens so much things up for this Bills offense, right? So Josh Allen, second lead rusher, Latavius Murray. Old man Latavius Murray has 289 yards, rushing four yards a pop, and he's got three rushing touchdowns this year. And you know who's come on? Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson right now, I mean, three yards a pop a little bit, but you can tell that he's got the ability. And I'm looking forward to seeing Ty Johnson get through it. But the biggest thing that you want to see from our running backs is the fact that they can catch out of the backfield. And this is the big one right now. So 789 yards rushing for James Cook. James Cook right now is our, what, fifth? He's our fifth leading receiver right now. He's got, th- he's got 391 yards receiving, and he's got, three, he's got three receiving touchdowns. That's the big one for us. Him being utilized in the run, him being utilized in the pass. Like I said, we've got to put Micah Parsons and this defense in, in conflict. We have to because if the Arizona Cardinals without Kyler Murray was able to put them in conflict and take them down, the Bills can do the same damn thing. Now, have they changed since then? Absolutely. Have the Bills changed since then? you damn right we have. So putting them in conflict, running at him, and putting him in conflict is the biggest thing that we need to do right now. So uh, James Cook and his run game is going to be heavily monitored this game. But I, I'm hoping that we can open up the game for Ty Johnson because Ty Johnson, his physical ability to run the football is what's huge. Pair that with James Cook. Pair that Latavius Murray. Pair that with Josh Allen. We've got some balance. We do have some balance. So uh, this is what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to this very much. So uh, that being said, right? So we talked about Josh Allen. We talked about the O-line keeping him upright and, and open up these holes. And then now it transitions right into James Cook running the football, Ty Johnson running the football. So those are your three, your three ways that we can win this, this ball game, right? Right? If we're running the football, Josh Allen's doing his thing. The defense is off kilter. They don't know what's coming. This is a prime opportunity for our receivers to finally wake the fuck up, honestly. Because the last couple of games... Ain't cutting it. I mean, obviously, the Eagles game was huge, but that was so long ago. <laughs> Honestly, it was so long ago. We had a bye week. We had the Chiefs. Now we're on to the Dallas Cowboys. It was so long ago. And you know this league, it's all about what the hell have you done for me lately? What have you done? And the last time I checked, Josh Allen, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you mean he won us the game against the Chiefs? Last time I checked, James Cook had a great run game. He had, what, uh, 58 yards rushing and another 83 yards receiving. Bam. All 100 yards, all-purpose yards, and a touchdown. Solid. Fuck is my guy Diggs doing? I mean, what, what's Gabe Davis doing? So those th- these are these moments where all right, open the game up. Let these let, it's time to wake up. It's kind it's time to wake up. So Diggs, Davis, wake up. Double D. I don't care what I want to call y'all. Wake the hell up because we need something to wake y'all up to get this thing popping again. So if the run game is popping, Josh Allen's doing what he's doing, it's bound to open up the freaking receiving game, right? Take full advantage, man. There's nobody that can deal one on one against Stephon Diggs. Now, LeJarrius Sneed is a baller. Sneed is a baller. Gilmore is a baller, too, but Gilmore is very much able. You can, you can get him. You can get him. Deron Bland, you can definitely get Deron Bland because he's going to be itching to try to get yourself a, a pick six. So we're going to see how that plays out. But, golly, we got to open things up for our receiving room. Now, it's not just about the offense now. McDermott, let's go to the defense now. Yes, we get it. You don't got your corner. You don't got your linebacker. You don't got Daquan Jones. But you got Von Miller, but you got Leonard Floyd, but you got Ed Oliver. You know what I'm saying? You got Mr. 
you know what I mean, Mr. Bernard, the principal, you know what I mean, you got the Mr. Principal, Mr. Bernard. You got some ballers. You got Rasul Douglas. Rasul Douglas is a great acquisition. You got him. All right, so now let these boys, let these boys cook, man. We got we to gotta keep these boys under 25 points. We have to. In order for us to have an opportunity, we got to keep these boys under 25 points. So that pressure has to get to Dak. We got to force Dak into these bad positions, man. And Dak is, is, although he's having a solid year, and sometimes when you're having a solid year, there's not, there's not much you can do. First of all, Cook is like Marshall. Heck no. Cook is not like Marshall Falk. How dare you? How dare you, number one? Not even close. Anyway, let me move on. Um, this defense is going to have to do something. This defense is, is, is going to have to step up. It's huge. And where do we step up? You got to take away what you got to take away what uh, what Dak Prescott likes the most. And right now he's targeted CeeDee Lamb 131 times. So the same way that teams have found a way to bracket Stefan Diggs and take away Stefan Diggs, you're going to have to force Jake Ferguson to do something. You're going to have to force uh, Michael Gallup to do something. Brandon Cooks is going to have to be that guy. You're going to have to do that. We have to take away CeeDee Lamb. Bracket him, do something, limit him. Because now it's going to force Dak Prescott. Everybody's probably thinking the same thing. Well, who tried to do that too? Well, you know, I mean, a very good defensive coordinator I'm saying and, and McDermott is able to do it. He's done it before. He's he's been able to kind of bracket. I mean, we have one of the most dangerous receivers in our conference, in our division, in Tyreek Hill. What the hell did Tyreek Hill do to us? You know what I'm saying? In uh in our first matchup against the Dolphins. Not a whole lot. Why? Because we bracketed him. And guess what? We made to uh choose to go somewhere else. And when you went to go, when you went somewhere else, it wasn't as successful. So it's not like we're not able to do it. And you don't don't tell me, well, you mean Tyreek isn't CeeDee Lamb. No, Tyreek is that dude. Tyreek is nice. He's one of the elites in the game. CeeDee Lamb is no joke. But if we're able to take away Tyreek Hill, we can do the same damn thing with CeeDee Lamb. So that gives us an opportunity. That gives us a, a bit of hope that, okay, we can get after it. So now once we take that brother away, then Leonard Floyd and, and Vaughn Miller and Ed Oliver can start kind of maybe dictating that, de that defensive, that our, our defensive front against our O-line. Challenge is, they got a damn good old line. <laughs> they got a damn good old line. So we're going to have to scheme. We're going to have to twist. We're going to have to stunt. We're going to have to do a whole lot of it. We're going to have to do some exotic things defensively to kind of take away a take away CD lamb, but obviously make that put Dak Prescott in positions where he's got to rush his, his throws. He's got to rush his decision-making and that gives us an opportunity. So that's, that's, that's number four defensively taking away CeeDee Lamb or bracketing CeeDee Lamb and forcing Dak somewhere else. I, if, if Ferguson's got to be the one to kill us and they won because of Ferguson, cool. If it's because of, of Brandon Cooks that did it, cool. We just can't let CeeDee Lamb go off on us. We just can't. That's just what it goes come down to, right? So that's that. Number two, uh, it's number five, special fucking teams, man. Special teams, man. I know people are going to be like, ah, what about special teams? Yo, Tyler Bass has not been... I'm not saying he's a, I'm not saying he hasn't he hasn't been great. I'm not saying he's been a, he's been a, he's been a bum, but now when he's kicking these field goals, I'm like, oh shit, he made it. Oh. Prior to that, yo, Tyler Bass is kicking the field goal. Yo, I'm gonna go get a drink. I'll be right back. That's what it used to be. Now I'm sitting here going, oh shit, we gotta kick a field goal. What time? What, what, okay, so 46 yarder. Yeah, we should be able to get that. Then you see that thing. Just winding to the right, just makes it into the bars. I'm like, holy jumpers, man. And him missing those two field goals last game, 
It kind of it kind of gets the Eagles. I think it was the Eagles. It kind of it kills us. It kills momentum, man. So we got this brother's got to be on top of it. But more importantly, when's the last time that we had like a big punt return or a big kick return? Like somebody's got to step up. And, and Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And create field position for us. Because that's a big thing for us. We're not getting the field. We're not getting great field position. And if you look at the, if you look at what the Dallas Cowboys have with Turpin, Turpin is blazing fast. And the way our special teams has been, we've already allowed one punt return today. Um, this year that was a game one, and we've allowed multiple big gains this year already. So Turpin could present a huge problem for us. So why not be the problem and let's start doing something? So I'm pointing my fingers at Deontay Hardy for fuck's sake, man. We brought you here mainly for that reason, mainly for that reason. So show us something, man. Go break something out. We need that field position. If you're not breaking it out for touchdowns, fine, but give us some good field position, man. So we need that. So special teams is going to be big. Us pinning them down, us not allowing a big gains from Turpin because that boy is explosive. But the big thing is we're not out. We're not in domes. We're outdoors. So elements, the punt's going to be all over the place. The wind's going to be taking it. Maybe there might be a little precipitation. A lot of things are going to play out in this game. So um, that's going to be huge. Special teams is going to be massive, man. We need special teams to be on our squad. We need, you mean, don't, not allowing things to, you know, field goals being blocked. I mean, we just can't have any of that crap, man. We, we can't. I mean, we got one blocked against the Eagles. Fuck, man, we can't have that shit. So special teams, we got to be on it. We got to, hopefully we can try to get, Give me some good field position, but we got to be on it at the end of the day. And last but not least, I mean, this ain't no rocket science. We got to play with some fucking heart, man. We got to play with some heart. We got to play with some want. We got to play with the ability to know that, all right, this is it. You know what I'm saying? We got to win this. Win out, and we're absolutely in. We had huge help from the Dolphins collapsing. Huge help from the Dolphins collapsing. So this is the opportunity for us to take full advantage. This is an advantage for us, man. We have an opportunity to get through and get another win, stack a win, and then go up against the damn Chargers next week that look absolutely atrocious and got their head coach and GM fired. Holy jumpers. I'm, I'm going to get into that just a little bit before we leave. But that that's what it's going to come down to, man. It really, it really is going to come down to 
play with heart. At the end of the day, play with heart, play with some want to, you know I mean, play with the ability to, you know what I'm saying? Like to know where you want to be. Like you got to want this. The Dallas Cowboys are coming in for this. They're cool. They want this win, but we know the Bills want this more. They have to want it more, especially with the way the schedule set up that you're at, you're at home. Don't disappoint the fans. The fans are going to, the fans, Josh Allen's calling for you guys to come through and be loud and be this and be that. Fam, don't disappoint us then, motherfucker. Don't disappoint us. You want us to be loud and be all that good shit? You better put some points on the damn board. That's what it comes, that's what it's going to come down to. Shout out to my man, Bobby Ray. What's up, man? Only one cowboy on the field this Sunday. Ed Oliver. Watch him eat. That's my boy. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. There is going to be one cowboy. And there's one thing that I do, I desperately want to see. I desperately want to see if we, if you see this, I'm going to try to find the footage. If you see this, this Sunday, that means we're having a good day. If you see this, we're having a good day. We are having a good day. There's only one cowboy. Like my man said, there's only one cowboy on the squad and that's Ed Oliver. That shit. If you fucking, mm, and you, you see that sucker happening, we're having a good day. But let's hope that we can see those multiple times. We want to, we want to see all that stuff, man. We want to, so we'll see. Let's recap. Let's recap what we talked about on how we're going to win this day, right? Josh Allen, obviously number one. But it's not about just Josh Allen being Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got to be a game manager slash game changer. He's got to be it all. He's got to be elite Josh. And by game manager, perfect decision making. The right decision. Not doing bonehead plays and giving the ball up. The turnovers, the turnovers just can't happen. They just can't. We got to avoid the turnovers. It's just dumb. If they're just dumb turnovers, you just can't. I get it. You got to risk some, and sometimes you're going to give it up. But make it a, a calculated risk that is, that is positive for us. You know feel what I'm saying? So uh, we got to go from there. Um, because, you know, Deron Bland is going to be waiting, that, waiting for that. He wants to take that shit for pick six. He's going to do it. You know he will, right? That's number one. So Josh Allen. Then it's about the O-line. O-line's got to get it, man. O-line has to be able to not only sustain and keep Josh Allen up, but you got to create, you got to create lanes. We got to be able to create lanes for our guy, James Cook. And what I'm really loving, and I forgot to, I wanted to point this out. The fact that Joe Brady has now been opening up this offense and we're motioning way more. We got way more motions. Where We went from like a, a averaging what, 40, 40 odd percent of motion. Now we're up to like 62. That's huge. And since we've been motioning more, offensive success has come. The run game has opened up. How do you think the freaking Dallas, the, the, the Miami Dolphins are able to run so damn well? Tyreek Hill freaking motioning right, left, center. Jalen Waddle going back and forth, opening huge lanes for Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert is having a massive year this year, right? So no different than we can. Like, well, we, gotta, we have the ability to be able to do all those things. So motion, boys go all over the place. Gilliam moving over here. I mean... Uh, getting these boys prepared, we got that. We need that, right? So, uh, O-line, open up lanes, get these boys going. The motion's going to open up the game, open up the run game. We got this, right? So, Josh Allen, game decision slash game manager slash game changer. We need that, but decision-making has to be huge. Can't turn the ball over. Number two, open the run lanes, man. We got to keep Josh protected. We got to keep him upright, give him the time, and he will find the guys that we need, right? Number three, if we're running the football, we're keeping Josh upright, Shit, something's got to give. The receivers are going to start to get open. Let's try to utilize these guys in space. Let's get, let's use Gabe Davis for what he's good for possession. Get him in possession. Get him that, you mean, get him, 
get us into those second and and second and shorts, right? First and 10, yo, hit him up with for six yarder. You don't got to go deep. Boom, right there. Go down. We got we got life, right? I'd love to see Kincaid a little more downfield. It all about it's about how how they're going to play this out, but we'll see how it is. But this is going to have to open up. It's going to have to open up the the run. Defensively, you guys already know what it is, man. McDermott is going to have to be exotic. He's going to have to you know figure out ways to to me get get to uh to 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 Dak Prescott. But most importantly, we got to take away Ceedee Lamb. We got to bracket him. We got to we've got to make them do what we've done to Tyree Kill for so long because he's so dangerous to Ceedee Lamb. Because Ceedee Lamb could kill this game. He could be so dangerous and ruin this game. We can't. And don't forget, I'm not dismissing Tony Pollard because I love Tony Pollard. But for the most part. All, I mean, we're, we're letting teams run for what? Just like 90, I think we're averaging what? 90, 90, I think we're middle of the pack. We're like 15th in the league in defending the run. So some guys are going to get theirs, but we're a very bend but don't break type of defense. But most importantly, we, we are ranked number six in pass against the defense and we're ranked 10th in points for 18.8 points a game. And these boys think they're going to put 40 points on us? Well, you better kick rock with that. All right, so we've got to be able to, this bracket CD lamb, try to tie him up and if we can, good things are possible. Because guess what? Three games out of five games, they've tied up and kind of done things to Stefan Diggs that Stefan Diggs hasn't been able to be himself. 35 yards, 25 yards. Like, nah, man, I can't cut that shit, man. Cut that garbage out. So we've got to find ways to get these things popping for our boys. Uh, number five, special teams, man. Special teams is huge. We need field position. Not only do we need field position, but we have we need we need the ability to I mean let's do something man let's get in the end zone like let's find a way and not only that Tyler yo Bass we need you bro if we if we if we calling on your name to hit a freaking 58 yarder don't let McDermott say ah it's a little too far I ain't gonna do it. I don't trust him I don't want him to be like not trusting you I want him to say yo hit me give me that 58 yarder let's go get that shit unless it's like fourth and inches then give it to Big Josh and he'll get that. Fam, when we call on your name, you better be there ready to go. You got to be there ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So special teams are going to be massive. But then last but not least, man, we got to play with some heart. Play with some heart. Play with, play, play, that, play with knowing what you need to do. And what you need to do is get this damn win. Because we win this game, we control a whole lot of how we move into the playoffs. We control a whole lot of this. So we'll let, we're, we're, hoping, we're hoping to see... How this plays up. Like my girl Laura said, she's gonna tie up CD like they did digs last week. <laughs> we gotta find ways, scheme ways to make it happen, right? Scheme ways to make it happen. But listen, McCarthy's a good coach. He's gonna find ways. He's 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 he has experience. I mean, he had Aaron Rodgers, he had he had those boys back in the day, so he knows a thing or two about offense. So it's gonna be a nice match between McDermott and McCarthy. It's gonna be fun. It is definitely gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's those are the keys to how we win this game. Those are the keys to how we win this game. And if we can, let's do it up. And now this is no shade. And I mean, I don't even say shade. This is not to take away from the Dallas Cowboys because they, they're a good squad, man. They're a very good squad. Dak Prescott is deserving to be to be nominated as one of the you mean candidates to for this MVP race. Tony Pollard is only starting to get healthy now. So, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. Right, he's, that brother scares me. He's good. And obviously the CeeDee Lamb situation is good. And Jake Ferguson has been doing well. So, not having any Micah Hyde does hurt because, you know I mean, he's the big brains back there and he's got range. But, I mean, he's also, you know I mean, he's up there. 
He's not he's not quite the same Micah Hyde he has been in the past. So here comes Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp, you know what I'm saying? A little bit more juice uh in the in the run game. But then now you got to bring in DeMar Hamlin. Are we really trying to see DeMar Hamlin on the field? I mean, we ain't got no choice. We ain't got no choice. So uh that's why this pass rush is going to be super important. This pass rush has to get, you know what I'm saying, has to get to Dak Prescott. And uh, if we can make that work, make that happen, we got ourselves a ball game, man. We got ourselves a ball game. Now, what kind of game is this going to be? Is this going to be a high-scoring game? Is this going to be a low-scoring game? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I can't see them coming in and putting 40. I I can't see that happening. Um, I think it's going to be a nice defensive game. um, And it's just going to become – it's going to come down to, you mean, who's making decisions. the best decisions. And right now, Dak Prescott only throwing six interceptions to his 28 touchdowns. He's, he's been making the right decisions. So we've got to muddy the waters. We've got to cloud the air for him and now make him really like, Holy crap. Let me see through the fog and see if I can try to find something. We got to make it foggy for this brother, because if we don't, uh, I mean, these guys can be jumping into their 12th win and we can't, we can't have that happen. So AJ Epinesa being out as well. I see you. Cool. Cool kitties. Um, AJ Epinesa being out, that kind of hurts us too because we we lose the depth, but we gain Von Miller without a brace. So Von Miller without a brace, uh, maybe he's ready to you know what I mean turn back into the old Von Miller that we had. And Kingsley Jonathan is going to obviously get his opportunity to do good things too. I like Kingsley, so we'll see how the inactive goes. We'll see how how what I mean coach decides to do. Shit, we might even see playoff Lenny. Maybe uh, Leonard Fournette shows up in 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 his part of this game. I highly doubt it. They did call him up. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's not too late. They'll probably call him up tomorrow. You never know. Drinking out of the damn wrong end of the damn cup. How ridiculous am I? So that being said, let's talk about, I'm, I'm done with the Bills. The Bills and the Cowboys, is, the game is just going to go the way it's going to go. But golly, what the hell happened to the Chargers last night? What in the hell happened? Listen, remember how I was telling y'all, this is the perfect scenario right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. Remember when I was telling y'all, you guys were talking, I mean, a lot of y'all were like, fire him, fire him, get rid of McDermott. He's a bum. He's this, he's that, blah, 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 right? And I was like, yo, fam, you don't fire a guy that the team still rides for him. You don't fire a guy that he still has that locker room well intact. And it was very clear, we got your back. I mean, they love this dude, man. All that bullshit that was going on with Ty Dunn's article. I mean, listen, listen, are we talking about Ty Dunn's article anymore? It's a wrap. It's over with. That's the thing with this world, man. You could be at your lows of lows for a little bit, and then it's over with and done with. And we're not even talking about that article anymore. But it actually brought the team together and got a huge win against the Chiefs. And now we've got momentum. We've got momentum. So at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's really – let's put it this way, man. When you, when you don't lose the locker room, you still got life. And you still got life as a head coach. You still got you got you still got time. Like look what look what uh, Al Damon Pierce is doing. Is it Damon Pierce, um, the head coach for the Raiders? Is it Pierce? Antonio Pierce. Excuse me, Antonio Pierce. Right now, he's got that locker room. They're, them boys are loving him. The first two games he got in, they got two wins under his belt, and then they have a huge win against the Chargers. I know the Chargers don't have obviously Herbert, but that's a massive shellacking, right? Because they play for that head coach. I mean, he's from he's from L.A. He's from that, so he knows that. So that's he breeds. You ever see? He, he I mean, he exudes that. 
So when you see a nerdy ass Staley, nerd ass Staley, oh my gosh. Like, yo, he don't even look like a head coach number one. He looks he looks like he should be a quality control coach. All right, guys. Uh, we've got 30 minutes before stretch time. You know what I'm saying? All right, guys. Uh, it's time for film study. You're gonna meet coach. That's what dude, that's what Staley looks like to me. Not no damn head coach, leader of men. You want somebody that, that leads men. You know what I mean? Like, it's craziness. So, anyway, these Raiders absolutely put it on. They put it on the Chargers. And a whole, I mean, let's let's talk about it, though, for, real quick. That epic collapse from the Chargers last year against the Jaguars was insane. If you're a Chargers fan, you would have you had to be so sick to your stomach watching your team up 27-0 and then watching Sunshine come in and galvanize his team, and they come back and win the game. Forget about that part. There was an opportunity for the Chargers to make the playoffs. Was it, was it the year before? Was it, what was that time where they had, was it the Raiders? It was Raiders and Chargers, and all they had to do was tie the game or something, and, and the Chargers decided to do something dumb, uh, or the Raiders. I don't know who it was, but stupid shit. Just stupid shit. So, this guy in the last three years has had, he's a 500 coach, if, if, not, if not less than that. The GM has, has, been on, has been on that team. He's got a losing record as a GM. And you had Phillip Rivers as your quarterback. He's been, the last, he's been on the team for the last 11 years. You had Phillip Rivers and you had J, J, uh, Herbert. And your team can't do diddly squat, three playoffs only in the last 11 years or something stupid like that? Fam. No, man. You had to go. You had to go. And I'm glad they did it. They didn't stop there, too. They said run game coordinator or defensive coordinator, you got to go, too. They're cleaning the house. And that's a talented team. Now, here's the problem, though. You gave J.C. Jackson. You gave J.C. Jackson $91 million. And he requested a trade. He said, yo, get me out of here. Fam, you know that's a problem. You know that's a problem. It's craziness. That, that, that shit is craziness to me. So the Chargers, bro, the Chargers, what an embarrassment. And then here's the thing. These, listen, let me tell you something. The media could be very cruel. They knew this brother was getting fired. It's 42 nothing and a half or something stupid, right? Hey, coach. Hey, coach. Can we get a word with you? <laughs> I would have just walked by that bitch. I'm down 42 nothing. I got nothing to say to you. I'm probably going to be fired. I know it in my heart. I'm going to be fired. I ain't got shit to say to you. Hey, coach. Can we go, get a word with you? He gets in there. Yeah, well, we just got to play with some heart. I'm going to go back there. And, uh, you know, we just got to forget about what just, what just happened and uh, go in there. And now we're going to fight for pride. <laughs> fight for pride. Brother, you tripping. What you, what you were really saying was, I got to put on a brave face. <laughs> I got to put on a brave face and go face these people and face my locker room. Could you imagine facing Khalil Mack? I mean, Bosa's hurt right now. But you, you're, you're facing a, a team that's like, Yo, get this coach out of here, man. I mean, he's got to talk your shit. Get this guy. Hey, guys. All right, guys. I know we're not having really good. Ha- man, ain't nobody trying to hear that. Especially, I mean, it's no different than a substitute teacher coming in. When your teacher is not there and the substitute teacher comes in, you're not really paying any, any mind to the substitute teacher because you're not here. You're not going to be here in the next couple of days. Our regular teacher is going to come back. So, yeah, you can say all you want. Yo, just go grab that TV screen and bring a movie out because we ain't trying to listen to you. <laughs> man. And then on top of that, afterwards, he goes in and they say, hey, coach, do you feel like um, 
you've you've earned the right to you know what i mean something i'm paraphrasing here do you feel that the, the the right that you you're gonna stay being head coach or something like that and he goes i know what i've done while i've here while i've been here and i know what i've fuck out of here you haven't done shit while you've been here you've you've actually you've set the team far back this team now they have no head coach no gm and they're 46 million dollars over the cap and you just paid your quarterback the second pay, highest paid quarterback in the game you're done you're done so whoever takes over that shit guy here is supposed to is supposed to you mean be i'm that's a whole nother thing too let's get into it first of all chargers are they're they're done all right so I was I was hoping secretly. I don't know if you guys were hoping the same thing because you knew he was going to get fired. But I was secretly hoping that they would keep him for the rest of the year so we can have Staley coach against the Bills. <laughs> I secretly hoping that because now when an interim coach comes in, there's a sense of little a bit of life. There's a sense of you know what I'm saying a little bit of different. I mean different. Uh, a different nastiness that might come from them. And they might be playing a little bit more pride now because it's a new man in China. And now it only the Bills way. Let's just say we beat the damn the D Dallas Cowboys and then a, a new refreshed Chargers team that's got 10 days to prepare for us is going to be ready to go and get it against us. I would have rather them keep Staley and keep that bullshit up. But hey, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be because East, Easton Stick looked like garbage. So we're going to get his ass and we're going to whoop his ass real good. But we got to take care of the Dallas Cowboys first. So Chargers, bums. I mean, whoever takes that job, whether it be Ben Johnson, and I don't know what the hell the big deal of Ben Johnson is because last I checked, the, the Lions offensively haven't been doing much. If you look at what the hell Jared Goff has been doing, I know because I have him as a fantasy quarterback, ain't been doing shit. So what's so damn good about Ben Johnson? Anyways, I digress. But these Chargers, though? Bums. Now, here's another thing. How true is it that Bill Belichick is actually being sent off and they're going to be they're going to be parting ways? I mean, I, I saw the reports. I don't really see too much people talking about it. So I guess people are saying when it happens, it'll happen. I'll believe it when it happens. But as of right now, Bill Belichick out as the coach of the New England Patriots. That's going to be odd. Where the hell is he going to go? I'm sure of it that he's going to be coveted. They're going to want him somewhere, but they're going to get rid of Bill Belichick, the guy that won you all those championships, and you're going to do that man like that? I would have preferred he stepped away and said, you know what? Y'all do your thing. I know I don't want to make it. I don't, I don't want it to be a tough decision for you, so go ahead and do that, and I'll step away. Unless he's, unless he's about his money, and you're going to have to terminate my ass, and I'm going to get all my money. But I don't know how that all plays out in the NFL, but man. Where does Bill Belichick go? Ron Rivera's got to go. James Mountain, I see Washington. Washington would be good, but does he, does he, you're going to be messing with Sam Howell? I'm not saying Sam Howell's a bum. He's good. He's a damn good, he's a, he's a good quarterback. But do they have enough juice on that squad? They got money. The Washington commanders have money. But then you got to make sure that Bill Belichick has nothing to do with acquiring players. Because when you look at his draft, he can't draft for shit. And free agency, he can't he can't bring free agency for shit. So leave him out of that. Just let him coach. You get the groceries for him. Maybe Washington might be good for him. Chargers, forty six million over the cap. They're saying now you got to get a new GM. I don't know if he wants all that. I don't know, but he might want to go somewhere where he has all the shots. I call all the shots. Maybe he says, 
Robert Kraft was hating. He didn't want to, I don't know how that's going to work, work out, but wherever he decides to go, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe he goes to the Carolina Panthers. Maybe he goes to, I mean, with the young, Mr. Young, Bryce Young. I can't see Belichick going with a young quarterback though. I want to, he probably wants someone that is established in the, in the, in the game right now. So we'll see, man. Bill Belichick is going to be available. What a, what weird times we're in. What weird times we're in. The Dallas Cowboys are winning. San Francisco 49ers are winning. I mean, the Jets still suck. I mean, it's good times. <laughs> it's good times. Good times, folks. Game Touch TV. What's up, bro? Rico, you're spinning facts, man. Finally, people realize that Bill Belichick, the head coach, is constantly undermined by Bill Belichick. The GM. Yes. It's Bill O'Brien. Oh, my God. Remember those Houston trades. Dude, that's another thing, too. You got you, you brought in Bill O'Brien. You thought the you know the old ways were gonna come. Yo, Bill O'Brien is a bum himself, out of tune, out of touch. You're going back and forth between two quarterbacks. Like that's a mess in New England. Who the fuck wants that job now? That they're in rebuild mode. Welcome and listen. As a Pats fan, I understand because uh, the Bills, when you guys had Tom Brady, we were constantly in rebuild, reshape, retool mode, and it was just nonstop. We were trying to figure out how the heck are we supposed to a beat the Patriots and win this division or B, at least try to get a wild card. But we were just never good enough. We just never could get over the hump. And then we got Josh Allen. And then Tom Brady leaves. You know what I mean? So then it's just what it is. But these are weird times that we're in, man. Weird times. And right now, the Bills have a grand opportunity to knock things out of the park with this, with this Dallas Cowboys game coming up. And they should look at it like, like a great, like, you know what I mean? When you have such a, a, an opportunity like, it's like when you prepared for an exam and you, you studied hard for the exam. You know, some people are like, oh, fuck, I can't oh, go for an exam. I'm just, I'm going to lose it. I'm whatever. And some people, the people that have prepared and are ready, they're like, yo, they're, they're up at 530, ready to go, hand behind the back, pacing, ready to go for it. I hope that's how the bills are. I hope the bills are like, I'm well prepared for this. Let's fucking go. Like, bring on Dak Prescott. Bring on Micah Parsons. We got something for your ass. I hope that's the way it's still not. And I, I hope it's not like, Oh, shit, here comes the fucking Dallas Cowboys. All right, guys, you guys ready, boys? Because it's going to be a good one. No, I want them to be, like, prepared. Let's go. So if Joe Brady's got these boys prepared, as young as he is, he's he got these boys tapped in, let's roll, baby. Let's roll. That's what, that's what, that's what we want to see. So we'll see, how, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> Large Mouth Bass says, yo, Chargers need that Bills 25-year rebuild plan for 1999. Well, they got to get a GM like Brandon Bean if they want that shit to happen. So... We, we, we will see how that plays out. But, yeah, man, going back to uh, the Chargers, the Raiders, what a debacle that game was. And the Chargers looking, looked fantastic against the Chargers. So, Easton East Stick, uh, Keenan Allen didn't play. So, it was, it, they were doomed from the start. And Keenan Allen might not want to play in the Buffalo game. He might say, yo, I'm still not ready to come back. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever advantage we can take, I'll take it. So, that being said, if you guys have any topics you guys want me to hit up right now, this is your opportunity uh, to hit it up before I make my picks and then I get out of your hair. Uh, Bat Conquer. What's up, Bat Conquer? Bat Conquer goes, oh, you're sending some love, Bat Conquer. Well, I see you, bro. He says, yo, love what you do, Rico. Listen, man, let me show you some love too, bro. Salute to you. I appreciate you. And uh, I like what I do too, man. I I'll tell you uh, just a little personal news I want to give you guys. I thought that, and it's always encouraging to see this. So I'm at work, right? And uh, if you're a podcaster or you're someone that does anything in media, uh, whether you do editing or video, you always go over your work, right? So I did a, that podcast I did on Tuesday with 
with my brother on the phone and I was going through the podcast all over again to see like where I can tweak, where I can make it better and so on and so forth. Anyway, and some, one of my, the, one of the contractors walks in. So where I'm, I'm, I'm a supervisor where I work at. So I'm in the office, I'm doing my stuff and a contractor walks in and he goes, Oh, what are you listening to? And I try not to like say, Oh, I'm listening to my own podcast. I don't want to do that. But I was like, Oh, I'm just listening to a podcast. Say, what podcast? I was like, fuck. So I'm like, uh, I'm, I do podcasting and uh, I'm just listening to my stuff over again. Oh, you do podcasting? So we start talking, right? And he goes, what's, uh, what's, your, what's your podcast? So I tell him. So then he leaves. Then he's got to come back. He comes back. He's like, dude, I was in the car uh, in my truck listening to this. I, you had me in stitches. Holy crow, you're hilarious. I don't do football, but I was, I was like dialed in and really engaged into your show. And I was like, it's, it's good to hear people say that because you want feedback. You always want feedback. I'd like to hear someone say, yo, you were some trash. And I'm like, okay, but how trash was I? <laughs> where, where could I fix it? I would rather that so I can get better. So I was like, yo, I appreciate the love. And I'm like, but yo, I'm always looking for feedback, man. So give me some feedback and what it is. He goes, dude, I was pretty happy about it. I was like, well, listen, if you like that, I want you to check out the whole channel because I got my man Pierre on there. I got my guy Rev and Zbot. So he absolutely, he caught Zbot show. He's like, dude, that Zbot guy? His voice, <laughs> like he like he just came back from a smoke break. I was like, that's ironic, right? He goes, hilarious. He's hilarious. I was like, that's Zebra, man. He's naturally funny. He's like, dude, you guys have a good thing going. I was like, I think we do too. So it's always nice to hear those compliments. I mean, because you put so much hours and work into it. So when Back Conquer says, yo, man, I love what you do. I appreciate that, man. I really do. So it's uh, it's love, man. So uh, a little bit of personal news. I have to get to show you say, say something like that to you guys. Uh, my girl, Laura. She goes, epic victory coming. Go Bills. You damn right, girl. We need that epic victory. We certainly do. What's up, Cameron? Cameron comes in and says, yo, what big move do we want uh, if we miss the playoffs? Ooh. What big move do we want if we miss the playoffs? Well, sir, if we miss the, if we miss the playoffs, what changes would I like to see the Bills do? Or what changes should we, um, I mean, at least consider well i'm gonna tell you this man looking at our receiver room we need to consider you know i'm saying getting some a little more dynamic because if once stefan Diggs, you know i'm saying is is occupied if you will there's nobody else that is dynamic enough that's going to take over as number two right i like what khalil shakir can do but we haven't really given him the opportunity to become that number two so maybe that's possible uh, but I'd like to see another receiver. I'd like to see another receiver. But um, we need to go safety, man. Uh, we need to add to the safety depth. We don't have we don't have that ball hawk safety. We need that ball hawk type of safety because we have the pass rush, we have that ability, but we need that that we need that ball hawk safety uh, or all 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 around safety that can you know what I mean ball hawk and you know I mean crush you in the in the box. We need that 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 dude. We need that dude, right? Uh, if we could do that, that'd be great. My man Bobby brought something up to our up to my attention uh, not too long ago. He goes, "If you look at the defensive front, if you hate the amount I'm putting this up here, if you hate the amount of money that we spent on the D line, we put too much money in the D line. We need to chill and go somewhere else." He goes, "Think again, because there's a lot of expiring contracts on that defensive line, so we may have to go back to the well and spend money on that D line yet again." And I was like, damn, you might be right. So there are some things that, that need to be changed. Now, offensively, uh, Joe Brady, give him the opportunity. And it's tough because you don't want to give him 
You don't want to just say you're going to be the offensive coordinator. I personally think we should interview a whole lot of people um, before we decide to, okay, we're going to give it to Joe Brady. If he's earned it and he, these next five games, he kills it. And he's got, he's got the game plan and he's got his role in his office is rolling. There should be no question. He should become, they should give him that contract to become the offensive coordinator. McDermott stays intact. Um, do we want a defensive coordinator to take over and not have, you know, say McDermott be the defensive coordinator? Maybe that's something to consider. Maybe he gives up the reins again. I don't see Leslie Frazier coming back, if, although they said, no, he's taking some time off. He ain't coming back. It's not going to happen. Um, maybe McDermott loves, you know, I mean, calling the defense, but I'd like to see McDermott take a head coach approach more so than doing both roles. I think both roles, I'm not saying it's too much for him, but I'd rather him be leader of men full time instead of, you know, what I mean, kind of, kind of, you know I mean, having to make a decision to fire your, your offense coordinator. Because had you been just a guy that just coached the team and you let your defensive coordinator do his thing and offensive coordinator do one thing, you would have probably made the decision to move on from Ken Dorsey sooner. But you're too, this is my opinion here, you're too involved in the defense and coaching the team all together. You're like, He'll get it together. He'll get it together. Let me just work worry about this defense because I got too many injuries. But had you been taking a step back and figure some things out, maybe things would have changed. That's just small opinion. Uh, but that's 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 the change that I'd probably make. So I'd probably bring in a defensive coordinator that aligns with uh, with what McDermott wants to do. Doesn't change the whole thing. All of a sudden he wants to go three four defense. My fuck all that. Uh, you just need to be someone that does what I do. Um, what else? What changes? Do we need it's, it's crazy because there's not a whole lot of change. We just need to get healthy. If we get healthy, then we're good. We have our franchise quarterback. We have our franchise receiver. We have a young running back that's starting to learn his ways. We have a young tight end that's going to start to you know, get better. The O-line, maybe we can improve the O-line here and there. Mitch Morse is getting a little older. Um, but for, for the most part, O-line's not bad. Maybe we can upgrade here and there. Defensive front, we'll probably have to, you know, I mean, upgrade a couple of things here and there, but not a whole lot of change needs to happen. Coach is not moving. I'm not moving on from the coach. So those are those are my thoughts on potential changes uh, if we miss the playoffs. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how the plays out. It all plays out on how we lose the playoff. If we lose the playoff horribly, if we just, excuse me, if we just shit the bed tremendously the last three games, you'll know why we shit the bed. You'll know where and why. But as of right now, we're looking all right, man. We're looking all right. Uh, Michelle Holliman says, yo, you, Shannon Sharp, and Ocho, the only podcast I watch. Shout out Z-Bot, Rev, and Mr. Big Fella himself. I appreciate you, Michelle. I got you, bro. I love that. That's, that's love right there, brother. That's love. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Robbie Doodle. Is it, did I say it right? Yo, this show is in fact fire. I appreciate you, Robbie. Appreciate that love, brother. Appreciate that love, man. I'm just trying to go back because I, uh, I missed some stuff here. So... <laughs> Game Tuts, what's up, man? He goes, yo, sounds like you're on the you're uh you're on the dead cat bounce bandwagon, Rico. Good for you. Bills win next week. Chargers to cover the massive point spread. They'll <laughs> if you know you'll know, I'll get you. I got you, bro. Um my man uh, Chris 7160. Zbot is him. Yo, Zbot is that dude, man. Zbot is that dude. I pocket out Zbot the other day. I think because I work overnight, right? So I pocket down them at like five in the morning. And, uh he dude i was worried when i got a text that i caught i got a call at 6 a.m like what the hell and then he's like because you never want to get phone calls at six in the morning i was like no no we good bro we good <laughs> he thought i was calling to give him some bad news man and ain't, ain't that the worst when you get a call 
from like your mom or your dad or whoever at like a weird time. And you're like, what are you calling me at this time for? Hello? You're because you're expecting not great news. If it's in the afternoon, man, fuck it. We good. But like five in the morning, what the fuck are you calling me this early for? Oh, it's a pocket dial. Cool. cool. Yeah, he was like, he's all weird and shit. I was like, no, nah, we good, bro. We good. But yeah, man, it was it was actually really nice to get those compliments for BF. Not me specifically, but BF in total. Because we're not for everybody, but for the for the most part, I mean straight. My man Ark Omen says, yo, yo, Rico, you got a super tight fade, my man. Hey, man. I told you, I told you I had to find a new barber, didn't I? I had to find a new barber. And uh, and uh, my man's holding it down. He's holding it down. And I told him exactly what it was, man. Yo, man, my other barber fucked up. I mean, he was trying to cheat, he was, he was trying to treat me like I'm some some other cat, but I come in like twice. I come in twice a month. Every two weeks, I'm getting my cut. Like, what are we doing here? I'm putting something in your pocket every time, and you're gonna sit here and talk about uh, what did you get again? Oh, you didn't get the app. Is that man? Fuck it. This guy knows every time it's this time, the same cut every single time, and he's a young buck. He's got me right, man. So that's what it is, man. Sometimes when you fuck up the bag, you're gonna you're not gonna get the bag again. I'm not gonna give you an opportunity to get the bag again. No way. Uh, can you do a Bills group chat? You, Dan, and Zbot. Uh, listen, I'm good friends with with Dan. Uh, Dan's my guy. I love what he does. I mean, and my guy Zbot. I mean, you know what it is. So yeah, we we always there was some talks in trying to make something happen, but like I I'm so busy already with my own stuff, and then me doing stuff for Bleacher Report as well. As there's a lot on my plate, man. Plus I got kids on top of that. So like. If I could, if I was doing this full time, then different. But I mean, listen, I gotta, I got, a, I gotta work. B, I gotta work here. When I say work here, I'm talking about my family and kids and all that stuff. You know how that goes. So there's only so much airtime you can give. But it's only an hour a day. Yeah, but you gotta prepare and you gotta get up and get energy. Like today, I had no energy, man. I had to like wake up. My wife's like, "Yo, are you going around there?" I was like, "Yeah." But I just, need, I need to get energy. I can't just go in there. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> it's gonna be boring. You'll be like, unsubscribe. <laughs> That's exactly what you be doing. I be doing the same shit. Who the fuck is this guy? Unscrap ain't doing it. Uh, Michelle says, Yo, we're not missing the playoffs, man. We're about to run this shit. Yeah, heck yeah, we're going to run this shit. We got no choice. We ain't got no choice. Carlos H says, Yo, much love from Louisiana. You know what? I would love to take a trip to Louisiana. I would love to. My sister lives in Alabama and I loved going to Alabama. And fam, I would, I would, uh, I would love to take a trip to Louisiana, man, for real. So if you got any, if you got a, if you got a couch for me, I said, yo, come on through, man. I'll give you my couch, man. You can sit and chill out. Yo, I'll come through and hang out with you, man, for real. Um, let me see. I got to read a couple things, and then I'm going to get out of here, folks. I hope uh, I hope you all, our regulars, are smashing that like. Got to get that algorithm action. Go, my girl! <laughs> Laura gets it. Laura, much love. Much love to you, girl. She gets it, man. Listen to what Laura just said. Smash that like. Get those likes up, because guess what? YouTube's like, yo, why is there so many likes happening in in Canada right now. What's this YouTube channel? Oh, Rico Report? I guess people are liking it. Yo, boost that shit up. That's what we want. Because we want Dallas fans to be like, yo, what's this Bills fans talking about? And then now we get it popping. We get it going. So we we shall see how this pops off, man. Uh, what's up, Lex? Lex says, yo, I'm worried about playing the Cowboys, man. They're on a roll, and we keep stacking injuries. Lex, you ain't lying, man. I'm going to tell you. We do have those injuries. But a lot of the guys that we have are coming back. So Dane Jackson coming back gives us depth. I mean, obviously losing Micah Hyde hurt, but the addition of Taylor Rapp it was massive, right? Because Micah Hyde, we knew that this was going to be, I mean, you have two guys that are older. They're susceptible to injury, so it's going to happen. So Taylor Rapp being there is nice. 
But we have overcome these injuries, man, because, like, these are big key parts. We lost an all-pro corner, all-pro linebacker, and we're still top 10 in defensive scoring, top 10 in defensive passing, um, and uh, we're, what, middle of the pack in run defense. Overall, we're damn, we're still a damn good defense, even though we've lost some good players. So we are all right, girl. We're going to be all right, man. We, these injuries happen, but you know what? Next man up. Because sometimes it takes a guy that you didn't think was going to be nice, and all of a sudden you're like, yo, who the hell is this guy? Like, where has he been this whole time? He's been on the bench this whole time? You feel me? Like, when we lost Matt Milano, you know, Terrell Bernard, we're like, all right, we'll see what Terrell Bernard can do. And Terrell Bernard had a great He's having he's having a solid season. He's having a very solid season. So we'll see we'll see how it plays out. We can't panic too much, man. It's all about matchups. Matchups is everything. All about matchups in this game, man. For real. Um, let me take a few more, and we go from there. Glenn, what's up, Glenn Goulet? Says yo, save this conversation for after after the Yeet. Bad juju. We're not missing the playoffs, man. <laughs> That's right, baby. We're not gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna make it. We got to beat, listen, even if we lose against, like I said, I told you guys this before, even if we lose against the Dallas Cowboys, the fact that the Dolphins lost on that Monday nighter has opened up a huge door for us. So we have the ability to lose one game and still have an ability to try to make those playoffs. But then we'd have to, obviously, things have to play out the way it needs to play out for other teams to lose and win and so on and so forth. But Fam, we have to win out. We have to win out. And I think the Dolphins are actually going to beat, excuse me, I think the Jets were gonna be, are going to beat the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins, fam, they lost their starting center. They're beat up on the line completely. They're absolutely washed on the O-line. And now you're going up against a Jets defense that's got some juice now, and they're playing a division game. And Zach Wilson is playing like, I don't give a fuck if you bench me. I'm going to just play the way I play. Dude, the Jets are going to beat the Dolphins. I feel it. I feel it's going to happen. And TD Finns is going to lose it. He's going to lose it. So that gives us a greater opportunity. So let's just handle our own, man. Let's just win. Win out. And if the Dolphins continue to just, to, do you know I mean, screw the pooch, some, some people say. I hate that terminology. But if, this, if they continue to screw the pooch, <laughs> then we have an opportunity, opportunity to probably win the division. So let the Dolphins keep screwing the pooch. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Um, Glenn Goulet says, yo, let, let, let head coach be a head coach, man. Need a defensive coordinator. Stop talking. If we miss playoffs, man, we not damn it. <laughs> Listen, man, this, these are good questions though, because I mean, these are good questions for when, once we hit, once we hit the off season, it's a little early for it. But I mean, shit, if somebody's asking the questions, you got to answer them, right? We got to answer them. New Mexico, yo, safeties, Rico need to upgrade hundred percent. I'm with you. That's what I said. Safeties, man. Cause Poyer. Poyer maybe comes back next year. I doubt it. Micah Hyde probably is his last year. So we're probably going to have to upgrade at safety for sure. And this, this defense is one of those defenses that you want to become a safety on. You want to play for this defense. This defense is a fun defense to play with. Rasul Douglas on one side. Uh, Micah, excuse me, Micah. You got uh, Trey White that's probably going to return, doesn't return. Who knows? That's another whole ball game too. So maybe we have to go corners. I don't know, bro. There's so much that we have to, this, there's so much in question. And the fact that these things are happening and we're still able to put up a really good defense goes to tell you this, this system is a fantastic system. What's up, TB? TB comes in and says, um, Rico Zbot definitely needs to be on the same show with Chris Brown and Steve Tasker. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be fun? Me and, uh, me and Steve Tasker. I've had, I don't know if you guys remember, I've had Steve Tasker on the show. It was actually an amazing show. I had Steve Tasker in. If you go back and look, I interviewed Steve Tasker, was it last year? I think I interviewed Steve Tasker last year. 
and he was an awesome guest. And he was like, yo, anytime you need me, you give me a shout. I got, I'll come on the show. But, uh, I mean, he's busy, man. I'm not going to, hey, man, remember me? <laughs> I ain't going to do that, right? I'm not I'm not going to be no simp. I'm a grown-ass man talking about, hey, Mr. Tasker, do you want to come on my show? I ain't going to do that. I might just reach out one time and be like, yo, if you're free, come on through. You know what I mean? Try to keep my cool vibe a little bit. Hey, Mr. Tasker, can you come on my show? I would really like it. My fans would love it. Like, <laughs> that ain't going to be me. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. Let me see what we got here. I'm just reading some comments here. My man said, yo, Rico, when are you going to do a live show from Orchard Park? Bro, you see the prices to get to Orchard Park, bro? The ticket prices, first of all, where I live at, I got to take a flight either straight from here to Buffalo, which is going to cost me a grip. I got to find a place to stay. It's going to cost me another grip. Finding tickets to a game, that's going to cost me another grip. Yo, it's a lot. Rental car, another grip. Yo, it's pricey, man. It's like you have to really, like for me to go to Bills games now, I have to really plan it out. Back then where I lived in Ontario, I was like, yo, do I want to go to game today? Man, I just hop in the whip, six-hour ride, boom, there. Go to the game, drive back, done. Easy. Here, you got to plan flights. This, that, and the third, man. It's a lot. It's a lot to do, man. So you got I got to plan it out more. Really got to plan it out. Uh, game Tuts. What's up, Game Tuts? He goes, yo, man, been watching since I was in high school. The rags to riches, and I work now. <laughs> I work, so I know you guys uh, put in after all these years. It's dope, man. Yo, Game Touch has been watching for a minute now. That's a fact. That is a fact, my guy. So I appreciate you, Game Touch TV. You're my guy, brother. You're my guy. <laughs> Yo, stay waiting on the return of uh, Trendsetters with A. Rich and those goofy Madden videos. <laughs> uh, there was a guy who used to say, mold on the clay when Charles Clay would make big plays. Yo, that was a that was a bad. That was back in the day, man. My man A Rich was doing his thing. A Rich, there's so much. Listen to the thing, man. There's so many Bills content creators out there, bro. You have your pick. You have your pick at the of the litter as to where you want your content. That's the beauty. I had a, I had a content creator from, I think it was a, I think it was a Giants content creator or was he a, a Jags? I can't remember what it was. It was another team or Washington Commanders. And he goes, dude. You guys have so much Bills content creators out there. Like, there's YouTube channels left, right, center. That's crazy. How do you compete? I was like, we just got out of it early. We were doing this. We've been doing this since 2013. So, like, we like the OGs in this thing. So, like, I mean, if you're going to look for Bills stuff, it's really like BF, Cover One, maybe Buffalo Rumblings, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. There's so many, right? And you got, like, Perino and Talbot. They're doing this thing, and now Saka Patrick's on, on, on YouTube now. It's the wave now. Everybody's coming on YouTube, man. As long as you got something to say and you love your team, you got a chop. You got an opportunity. What's up, James Mountain Man? He goes, yo, I don't want to hear that we can lose one more game shit. Win the fuck out. No, you're right, though. <laughs> you ain't lying, though. For real. Like, we got to get out of that mentality. We could lose one more. We can. But I, I like to live in, in a realistic world that we may take one L. And if we were going to take one L, it'd have to be to the team that's supposed to be the superior team, which I, I don't think they're superior, but I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying, but yeah, I get what you're saying. We got to, we got to temper on the, on that chatter. I get it. Game touch TV. What's up, man? He goes, I got a feeling. I got a feeling like Jeff King with these, <laughs> these fire ass takes, man. That's my guy, Jeff King. That's my dude, man. All right. Let me, uh, let me get out of here real quick, man. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Well, Tyreek is hobbling. Yo, man, if Tyreek is hobbling and he has to miss a game, 
It's not good for the Dolphins. And the Dolphins are still a damn good team. But against the Jets, not a good matchup if you don't have Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill changes everything about your offense. Everything. Because now you have to figure out where the hell he is. Now that you don't, what Cedric Wilson is going to make me feel like, oh, where's Cedric Wilson? No. Jalen Waddle, good player. Where's the Jalen Waddle? No, I'm straight. I mean, so like Tyreek Hill is a is a problem. And the Bills find ways to kind of, you know what I mean, slow him down. So it's going to be all right. It's going to be I. Right. Um, YouTube now said, yo, this, the last hour and a half of work was kicking my ass, man. 16 hours in and I started feeling like them Z's calling. Another fire show. Saved my shift. Good looks, Rico. Appreciate you, YouTuber. Appreciate you, my G. All right, folks. Uh, listen, I think this is my time, baby. It's my time to get it popping and get going. And because uh, I don't know who's, whose turn is it to get up in the morning. I think it's going to be my wife's turn. She should know better. It's going to be her turn to get up in the morning uh, with him. And then uh, then I'm going to be all over it because we got a freaking Christmas party tomorrow. And uh, we got a Christmas party. We're inviting the neighbors over and we're going to do all that bull. So uh, if she if she's going to be working, I work all day. I'm going to be the one cleaning and doing all that stuff. So let me have my Z's and then I'll get up with the little man and do all that bullshit. But anyway, folks, this is my time. I appreciate you guys. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I didn't mean to pod this long especially because I came on late, but uh, it is midnight. My time It's 11 o'clock your time. I appreciate the love. Uh, hold on a second. I got one more thing coming in. Cody says, uh, yo, Rico, what are your thoughts on uh, Matt Ariza? I actually, listen, I actually love the fact that he, he was exonerated on everything. I hate the fact that they trashed this guy's name because think about it. This could have been easily your cousin, your brother. Um, you know what I'm saying? Your dad, who, who knows? Like, who whoever, you know what I'm saying, that was wrongly, I mean, trashed and career potentially on ice. You never know. Um, and, like, and all these things were, whether there were lies or there was half truths and half, you know what I'm saying? The point is, they looked at all the information and they looked at everything and they said, no fault. Charges dropped, all that stuff. And the person that that tried to get him in trouble in the first was the young lady and it's so unfortunate that she was put in that situation that's why you gotta if young men if you have daughters you talk to your daughters to make sure that the you know what I'm saying they're on the up and up i have a 20 year old and i'm talking to her all the time and don't be that girl don't be that girl but anyway that's a whole nother ball game but yeah the fact of the matter is this he's cleared but they trash his name and he could have been i mean one year into his career second year playing on the bills team that we that we that we got him on thank goodness we got sam uh, on our squad right sucks that he was but now he gets to resume his life. Um, hopefully, it's not tarnished enough. He's young enough that you know I mean he has he has a lot of things ahead of him. And for the young lady, you know I mean, this is a, this is a, a, a opportunity for you to learn, man. This is a lesson. You know I mean, put yourself in good position. Don't put yourself in bad positions and and put yourself in a situation like this. And uh, it's the whole situation, unfortunately, man. It just sucks for both parties, her, him, everybody, because now. How do you go on with your life not knowing that that was a girl that, you feel me? Like, you don't want that. That sucks, man. So you got to put yourself in better position. That's it. Don't don't put yourself in horrible positions where now you got to deal with this for the rest of your life, man, for real. But yeah, man, that's it. Somebody said, bring back Matt Ariza. I don't know if that's going to happen, bro. Like, yo, you can't tell me that Sam's not doing well right now. Like right now, like, our punter is doing pretty solid right now. I mean, let me look up. Let me look up his stats right now. Sam Martin right now, he's got 17 yards punting. He's got 38 punts this year. He's averaging 44.7 with a net of 37.8, which is not bad. 
Not bad at all. He's got 14 punts inside the 20, and he's got two touchbacks. Not bad at all, too. Um, yeah, what else do we got? Yeah, man, so he's not bad. He's he's actually playing all right. Uh, do we bring back Do we bring back uh, Matt Ariza? What message are you sending to Sam Hunter? You know what I mean? Like, what message are you sending to Sam Hunter? Oh, by the way, Sam, we actually drafted this guy. So, you know what? Uh, what we're going to do here is let you go. Nah, man. It's like, yo, I've been, I've been playing well pretty well for you guys. You're going to bring the guy, bring back that guy? But it's the business. But I doubt it. They've already made a decision. They moved on from him. Uh, they moved on way too soon. And I think that's why, I think that's why, uh, that's why they're treating the Von Miller situation the way they're treating the Von Miller situation. Because they, they, they acted too soon and too swiftly with Matt Ariza. So that being said, Matt Ariza is a prime example of don't fucking make a decision so, so quickly and so rash because idiots are like, fire him. He's an idiot. Or, or you know what I'm saying? There were such nasty people that were just going after the Bills. If the Bills, look, stupid shit like this. Like, if I was an owner, I'd say, yo, kick rocks, man. I'd get so fucking mad. Like, if the Bills employ this punter, I'm never watching a Bills game again. Go fuck yourself. That'll be That's the first thing I would say. Go, go kick rocks. I didn't want to say that like, like that with such <clears throat> behind it. But that shit pisses me off. It's no different when... You know, here's another thing that pisses me off, right? Now that we're on this shit, it's been, it's, it's been on my mind. I always hated it when, when people would say, uh, hey, I had, a friend, I had a friend of mine do that on her Facebook. She was like, hey, guys, I'm taking a social media break. So if you need me, you can text me. So you have to tell us all that? How about you just log off? Nobody gives a fuck. If they want to reach you, they'll reach your ass. Fucking hate that shit, man. If you don't do this, I'm not watching the Bills again. I'm I'm gonna give up my season ticket holders. I'll gladly take your season ticket hold, like season tickets. Go fuck yourself. Number one. That's number. That's number one. Number two. Twitter folks. This is another thing that bugs me. Hey, you you know what? Uh, you know what I do when I hate my timeline being like that? I mute everyone. Oh, the mute is so awesome. Who gives a fuck if you mute someone? Like, who, why are you announcing it? Man, you know what's really great? Here are all the people I blocked. I blocked this person. Who cares? <laughs> Yo, it drives me nuts. Those things drive me nuts. Just fucking social media the way you want a social media. If somebody annoys you, mute them. But do you have to announce to the world that you've muted people? You know how many mutes I have? 3,000. Good for you. Here, here's the Josh Allen thumbs up. Take that too, fuck. <laughs> so so annoying, man. I I think I I just maybe I just because I look at social media differently. It's it's just fam. If you got more important things in life, there are more important things in life than this whole social media thing. If they were to just cut that shit off, so be it, man. I got my family, my kids. We can go outside again. You know what I mean a lot of times we're just sitting here on our phones all day. Like come on, son. Anyway, did I just go on a mini rant? I didn't even mean to go on a rant. <laughs> I really didn't. Where did I even come from? Where did I even come from? Shit. Golly, man. Yo, yo, you're fire, Rico. Smash that like, Ready, Rico. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. You know I'm trying to get rid of I'm trying not to cuss, guys. I'm trying to get away from the cussing. You know that. You know how that goes. Melissa Brown. What's up, Melissa? What's up, Mel? What's the, gen what's the general feeling? I I've avoided media this week, keeping my hopes high. You want to know what the, what the vibe is, Melissa? That this is a massive game. That the Cowboys are coming on the road but they're not as good on the road. They're better at home than they are on the road, which 
makes this game way more interesting. Even more interesting, Las Vegas has this game as a toss-up. Because the Cowboys are so good this year, but because the Bills are pretty damn solid at home, I think they're 5-1 and one or 5-2 and two at home, it's like a 50-50 game. So they have it as like a toss-up. Um, even this, I'm going to show you guys. I hope I added it. Did I add it yet? I don't know. Damn it, I didn't add it. I had a, I had a picture that I was going to add in here. Oh, I did add it. Here, check this out. So if you look at this, look at this, uh, look at this graphic here. Let me just take this, uh, this thing here. So if you want to see what the pulse is about who wins this game, this is a game preview of picks, right? So Daniel Jeremiah has the Bills winning 31-30, right? Uh, I don't know who Wolf is, but 26-23 Bills. Then Adam Ranks, 27-24 Cowboys. Grant, you know what I'm saying? 27-24, uh, 29-27 for the Bills. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, 23-21 for the Bills, right? So right now, this is what you're looking at. Look at this. You got, you got three, three of the, what, there's 10, 10 games being picked right now? So seven of those are going to the Bills. It's, it's listen, man, it's going to be a tough one. And look at the scores. Look at all the scores. Everything is close. There's not one blowout that you see here. Everything's within three points. Three points, two points. There's nothing, there's nothing much for, like, there's only one idiot that has the Bills, the Dallas Cowboys winning 30 to 13. He can go fuck himself, too. Um, like, we're only going to put 13 points up. In what world? <laughs> in what world? Unless we're playing the, the New York Giants. But in what world? Against Tyrod, against uh, Tyrod Taylor. But in what world are the Bills putting up that type of points? And my lips are chappy. Terrible. Um, but yeah, man, no, nah, it's not going to happen. Colin Wolf, is that who it is? Colin Wolf. Okay, it's Colin Wolf. Well, Colin Wolf can go fuck herself too. Um, I'm trying to, trying to, did she actually, I can't tell her to go fuck herself. Did she pick the Cowboys? Colin Wolf? No, she picked the Bills. She's good. She's good with me. <laughs> I already tell her to go, go kick rocks. No, she's good with me. She's good. Anyway, uh, folks, that's it for me, folks. I appreciate y'all. Y'all been great. Uh, for those that have tuned in late, appreciate you. Uh, Game Touch says, uh, my man is, uh, he's a jabroni. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we're going we gonna to have fun with this, man. So, um, folks, that's it. If you guys enjoyed the show, do me a favor, smash that like. If you're new to the channel, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe, hit that like. And uh, if you fuck with BF, do me a favor, go and follow our guys on Twitter. Follow all our guys on Twitter, Pierre, my man Bobby, my man Rev, my man Zbot. We're all, it's a tight-knit we used to be a huge crew with a whole whack of people. It just became too much. We just slim, slim it down so you know how many people you mess with. And then we go from there, man. So uh, much love and much appreciation to each and every one of you guys. You guys have always been holding it down uh, for BF, and uh, it never goes unnoticed. If you guys have not gotten um, and, or received or, you mean, a last Christmas gifts, uh, if you're like, man, well, I don't know what to get someone, and... Uh, this is the grand opportunity. You have an opportunity right now uh, to head over to be, uh, to our, our supportbf.com. And we, we have merch everywhere right now. So if you are trying to get a last minute, you know what? Let me just support BF in any way that I can. Go ahead and jump in and uh, get in on these tees right now. They are available at, uh, at bffanshop.com. But if you want to know where everything is, it's at supportbf.com. Or you can go to the bffanshop.com. Everything is there. You got the Stefan Diggs T. Uh, you got the Air Allen the third. You know I mean, that's a third hop that he's, you know I mean, he's just hurtling cats left, right, center. Uh, you got the Buffalo versus everybody if you're trying to get into that. So we've got quite a few, 
know what I'm saying, merch out there. And uh, we're always looking to design new new merch, always. So uh, if you are, listen, if you have ideas too, you know I mean, don't, don't even hesitate, man. Come see us, man. This is the newest one that we have right now. Make Josh Allen, Josh Allen again. And guess what? He's doing what he does right now. So that being said, I'm out of here. So, folks, enjoy the rest of your evening. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. I appreciate every each and every one of y'all. This was a late night show, but here we are. We did it. We crushed it. And we got a big game coming up tomorrow. My man Rev is going to be going live. So join him and we will see you guys Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the pregame show because the girls have soccer. So we'll see how that goes. And the wife is going to try to get me to go to the soccer game. And I'm going to tell my girls, can't do it. Those games on. Sorry, babes. Anyway, we'll catch you guys on the flip side, man. It's your boy Rico. It's the Rico Report. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, it's your boy. And I'm gone. Let's go.